that's literally like um that's all I used to listen to was like No Ceilings and like um Dedication Three like I and yep. like the early tapes like the Drought the Drought Two like yep. all them oh, yeah. ass projects like the Carter Three like like what but like my favorite Wayne was Mixtape Wayne it was always Mixtape Wayne like I oh, love yeah. the Carter Three but Mixtape Wayne he was just a Dedication Two is my favorite. Cannon was on that one too, right? Yeah, yep. Cannon. Oh yeah. Ooh, oh yeah. The Cannon remix. Like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That, used, that used to be my shit. Boy. How do you do, motherfuckers? This wheezy baby, baby niggas bitching, and, and I gotta talk to Cannon. Hey yo, <laughs> listen close. I got duct tape and rope. I leave you missing like the fucking old Bannons. What hand on my buddy? Oh no, my buddy. That's it's the like AK forty seven. Make the neighborhood love me. Bullets like bird. You can hear them bitches humming. Don't let that bird shit. He got a weak stomach. That was a that was a, that was that's what I'm saying. Like, that was a whole different fucking way. Niggas right know I'm sick. I don't spit. I vomit. Got, Got it. One egg short of the omelet. Simon says, shoot a nigga in his thigh and leg and tell him catch up like mayonnaise. Uh, We're so happy that you downloaded. Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy. It is show motherfucking number 245 in this bitch. If you didn't already know, we out here. It's a beautiful, rainy day in Orlando. Raining all motherfucking day. It's one of those days that you look at your phone and it literally says 100% chance of rain all goddamn day. You have... Nothing to do outside today, peoples, because you stay in the fuck in. Stay in the fuck in. Can't do shit outside. <laughs> Nothing today. Not today, son. No, not a goddamn <laughs> thing. It is show number 245. We are enjoying ourselves on the inside today because, like I said, it is raining outside. And for the first time in the trap house, we have a special guest. Oh shit! I can see. Oh, even though my <laughs> shit was down, even though I turned my volume all the way down, I that can makes still hear that. Yeah. Yeah. The, what the fuck? That was wild. Yeah, that was wild. That <laughs> threw me off <laughs> that too. That was trippy for a second. There, I was like, "Am I hearing things?" Yeah, my phone was. Uh, my phone. I I took an Instagram video just now while I was trying to do this intro, and I just interrupted myself <laughs> because the Instagram video is still like attached to my speaker bluetooth out in the other room and then we Damn, both just okay up. okay <laughs> anyways you know we're very professional around these parts right? if you don't know just very keep professional it, keep it professional yeah yeah first time in the trap house we have the lovely singer eliana in this bitch hey hey hi how are you my friend <laughs> i'm doing lovely today it's a beautiful rainy day as yes, you said yes it is first time here at the podcast so i'm excited yes indeed doing the first podcast i must say yes i my get first to podcast i ever. get to take the Ooh. i get to take that rain yes yeah. Aha. <laughs> Aha. it's a special day ladies and gentlemen indeed it is please shout out your social media where people can find your content all that good stuff absolutely you can find me on instagram and twitter at eliana e-l-i-a-n-a underscore Alicea, uh, that's A-L-I-C-E-A. Um, so it's at Eliana underscore Alicea. I post all my music stuff, all my updates, shows, photo shoots, videos, etc., etc. So follow it, people. Yes, indeed. And you can follow the Trap House social media at Steezy Trap House for Twitter, at STH Show for Instagram. 
Like our Facebook page. Join the Facebook group, STH Show, while you're there. You can also download, subscribe to the show, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, always free, if you didn't motherfucking know already. No excuses. Seriously, no motherfucking excuses. <laughs> Simple. Always free. While you're there, give us a five-star review because that shit helps more than you know. Show support. Yes, use our Amazon. I'm going to turn the fan on because now I am getting hot, actually. It's getting a little... A little steamy. <laughs> a little steamy yep. up in here. Just a, little, little, just a tad. Just a tad. <laughs> uh, you can support the show with our Amazon link. Find the Amazon link and any of our podcast postings on our website, cztraphouse.com. Anytime you use our Amazon link and you buy some shit, they kick us money back for free. Doesn't cost you anything extra on top of that. You still pay whatever your regular price was for your items. And I get money from that purchase. Know what I'm saying? Do it. It's not a bad deal. It's fucking win-win. Just (laughs) win-win. Do that shit. Do that shit. (laughs) Uh, Represent.com if you want to buy a t-shirt because we have those available there for you there. Represent. Find our store there. Buy some shit. And if you'd like some stickers, if you have a question for the show, for us to answer on the show, if you want to record a voice mem- a voice memo on your phone and email that bitch over send that to our email steezystraphouse at gmail.com we will answer anything on the show i will send you free stickers if you want them all of that good stuff and don't forget to listen to my music give it a check out i got my project out last year i think you'll like it funk r&b soul vibes um, you can find that Eliana Psychedelic Sunshine EP that's on all music streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Google Play, you name it. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. I thought you were going to hit that at first, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I forgot. I just <laughs> thought I just stuck to the social media. But now give my music a listen. Give me feedback. Even if it's not your cup of tea, I appreciate any feedback at all. And all support is endlessly appreciated. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I'm done with my plugs. Thank God. So yeah. we can move on. Moving on. Yes, indeed. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I've been good. The past couple months um, have been interesting, kind of a blur, but, you know, it's all <laughs> been happening fast. So I'm, I'm happy. Blurs are good. Blurs yeah, are right? good sometimes, you know? <laughs> they, they sometimes lead to... Uh, Great places. Yeah, exactly. Interesting places. Pla- they lead to places of clarity Sometimes podcasts, you know, here I am. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> that is very true as well. I have to ask, where are you from originally? I was actually born here in Orlando, but I didn't like grow up here like a hometown or anything. I'm just back as of the past like three years, four years. Um, I grew up moving like literally more than one time every year. So there's not really one place I grew up in. But Florida is definitely like home base. Word. Yeah. Damn. So why some why so many moves? Why around <laughs> all the place? Everyone always asks me that. And everyone was like, was your dad in the military? And I'm like, no, I think uh, he's just a little insane. <laughs> he always thought the grass would be greener elsewhere. So he was kind of like, he said it was for uh, career opportunities. He wanted to move and switch companies often. But I don't know. He he was always trying to move. He had itchy feet. And I think he just got a gypsy soul. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Which I, I definitely got from him now. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. But you're seeming at least a little more stationary than. Oh, yeah, definitely. I am done with like a new state every six months. I mean, I'm still moving like a lot, honestly, for some, for, and honestly, I've moved. <sighs> Probably like seven times in the past year and a half. Nope, two years. That's my, that's probably an exa- exaggeration. 
However, I've uh, changed roommates, houses, apartments. There have been so many crazy situations. It's been interesting. Seven times in two years is I'm still so a good amount. I'm so done moving, yeah. That's like a good my amount. whole life, my whole life, just moving. Yeah, moving is my least favorite thing to do. Fuck all that noise. It's a pain. And I've lost so many things moving. I've lost clothes. I've, lo- I've lost records moving. That really broke my heart. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's a big one right there. Yeah, yeah. Any vinyl that gets lost, Ugh. it's just, oof. I know. At least I have my crate of, like, my most important vinyls, like, untouched. Like, if I ever lost one of those, it would be over with. I feel that might have to have a a temper tantrum out in the middle of the street for everyone to see. Everyone would, I'd be on the news. I'd be that crazy Florida woman on the news. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that. Yeah, I haven't moved in three years and it feels fucking good. Stationary. It feels good. That that is nice. Yes, this this place is real tight. You know, I only I only move when homies hit me up and are bribing me with you know weed and or pizza or some shit to come help them move. Yeah, and I barely do that when I go there. You know, I just like I I tie show I, up. Yeah, I show up and I try to find some other you know menial task that I can do in some other room I where feel no like, one I'm sees me. You. My presence yeah. is here. Exactly. You know, I'm just emotional like, yeah. support, moral support. Trust me, I'm doing something over here. Don't worry about me, bro. I got you. I <laughs> Don't got sweat you. It. Yeah. You keep doing you. Damn. So that's a lot of moving. I'm sorry. To that is a lot of moving. I feel like that. It. It. I don't. I don't know. How do you. How do you deal with that shit? Um. Well, I honestly. I'm just so used to it from growing up like I'm I got I think that's part of it too is I make excuses and I've had like legitimate reasons for moving a lot but I feel like I became my dad like I just like having a new scenery and stuff and since I've been in the central Florida area for longer than I'm used to being in one place I feel like the only way to switch it up is places but I've had bad luck with like crazy roommates and stuff so a lot of unforeseen circumstances as well I was gonna say I mean that that definitely happens you know when you're going out on your own and shit yeah. that, that is for sure i mean that that shit can definitely happen but damn that damn it definitely seems like you you picked up the the traits there yeah no i'm i've like lived all around central florida in the past like two years like i've done altamont winter springs um winter park even i've done sanford lake mary all east orlando west orlando i've lived in rosemont i've lived in pine hills like <laughs> I've lived everywhere in Central Florida. At You're this point. a woman of the people. <laughs> I am indeed. Yes. So okay. So now I need to know. Like where else then? Just growing up, did you move besides Central Florida? Oh my God! I've lived in New Hampshire, Pennsylvania. I've lived in Arizona, New Mexico, California, Texas. Okay, so I'll stop you real fast. How <laughs> is like how is like the scenery in New New Mexico and Arizona area? Because I oh, hear that shit is crazy. I love it. I love it. It's like. The classic things that you see in music videos and movies of the desert, it's so serene and it's like picturesque. And the stars are so much prettier out there, less light pollution. The mountains in the distance, I miss the mountains in the distance. Like And like just driving on desert roads and stuff, they don't even have grass in front of their houses. They just have rocks. It's funny. That's so ill. <laughs> yeah. I bet the <laughs> sunsets rocks. are just crazy. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <sighs> I miss it. So. I, I don't have really any desert experiences out there. I miss the desert so much. And there are just a bunch of free spirits out there. It's great. Like, I remember when I first moved to Arizona, I was in eighth grade. And it was, like, the first place I ever moved to where I actually, like, had friends and wasn't being tormented by people. And I was like, wow, this place is great. And then, unfortunately, my dad moved me from there less than a year later to Pembroke Pines. So Damn. I returned to Florida, Broward County. 
and I, I, I really wasn't a fan for a while. I was like, man, damn. fuck this, man. Damn. <laughs> damn. It's like, goddamn, dad. I was happy there. <laughs> I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Yes, but everything happens for a reason because then I moved to Lake Mary, which is closer to the Central Florida area, and I started to meet people from Orlando. And then fast forward after high school, I start me- doing music working in studios around here. So I feel like it's important that I kind of settled down here and stop just moving all the time. True that. I feel you. Yeah. So growing up as a kid, then what kind of shit were you into? I have to know. Um, all right. Well, I was always into music. I loved um, anything involving music. Like my favorite movies were like music. Well, I loved like Disney growing up, like when I was little and innocent and sweet and pure. You Disney <laughs> nerd. You Disney well, nerd. Well, see, the thing is, is my parents were so crazy strict that I was really, really sheltered like growing up. Like they hit, they tried to hide everything from me. Um, I wasn't even like, I had to sneak watching Cartoon Network because my mom thought it was like demonic or something. How successful were the attempts um, of, well, of them to hide everything? friend's house when i was um and the only friend at the time because i was so young that was allowed to go to is a family friend who they really trusted and so like i would be able to watch cartoon network in her room so it was pretty it was pretty cool but not at my house like that shit did not fly like i can relate i i loved courage the cowardly dog and my mom's like oh my god that show is so demonic that show is so creepy what's wrong with you i'm like it's what what's your deal i love courage the cowardly dog i know dog. right this shit is so dope <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time since i've seen it and then when you and I think I watched an episode maybe a month ago or some shit. I was it's like, so nostalgic. Oh, they were like, well, blast they were from the past. Really going in on this yeah, show, like especially w- for kids. That's fucking yes, dope. Yes, I was like, I fully support this till to this day. Some intense shit going on there. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah, for shouts sure. out to all my courage, the cowardly dog fans Shout out, out there. Y'all. We got to stick together. Yeah, real shit. <laughs> you already know. Uh, damn, what were we just yeah. talking about right before that? Um, what I was into as a kid. Yes. Which, um, basically was whatever I could possibly get into with my parents trying to hide me from everything. So it wasn't much. I got into um, video games for a bit, which is actually really funny, though, because I actually stopped playing video games for years. I stopped at the GameCube, so it was a while ago. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, that's a little while back there. Yeah, well, I, w- I still played like at friends' houses and stuff, but I personally stopped buying games stuff for myself because... well actually started with my parents they stopped getting it from me because one time I got into this rage because I get really into video games and it's a problem and it took it I took it too far the day I like broke this really big flat screen tv like throwing the remote at the tv I did not mean to hit the tv but it accidentally happened okay whoa 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 excuse me hold on let's let's (laughs) let's analyze this statement real fast so you said I I broke the flat screen TV by throwing the remote at the TV. Well, I meant to throw but, it like above the TV but at I did the wall. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me being enraged because I get really into games. Like like I'm very competitive in general. Like any anything I play at all, especially Uno, you already know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to Uno later. But I I just get really into shit, and I'm like I have to win. I just okay. So I I'm I understand that I'm a very competitive person myself, but. <laughs> If I'm going to throw my remote, <laughs> I'm going to throw it at least somewhere somewhere away from the TV. I feel like, like it was in an instant of like such lividness where I just wasn't even thinking straight. And it happened so fast. Like as soon as it left my hand, like I'm talking the second it left my hand, I was like, oh, fuck, no. I regretted it instantly. Okay, so how, how bad are we talking? I'm talking the TV wasn't usable anymore. <laughs> like it was not good. My parents were 
are we in, like big hole in the tv big, like big hole yes it was it was pretty bad i was like like you know a dog with the tail Ooh. between the legs i was like fuck i'm gonna be in so much trouble. i'm gonna get my ass whooped right quick <laughs> I'm like fuck so they're like yeah no more video games for you because you have issues when you play games i'm like Ooh, all right shit. <laughs> shit. But, yeah no um since then i'm i feel like i've learned my lesson i won't be throwing any anything else well no controllers at least fair enough <laughs> fair enough damn uh, all but right yes. I'll, I'll give you props for that you know because i have definitely been in that situation where yeah i've uh i don't necessarily throw my shit but you just want to break it or something yes yes i, feel that. I have oh broken God. controllers for sure because <laughs> i will just i will sit there and i will look at it until it pisses me off so much that like, i just start this. i just start fucking banging, banging it on the table it. oh i love banging shit when i'm mad Ooh, I, buddy feels so good Ooh, buddy <laughs> Ooh, buddy i had to honestly i've done it to a couple of my uh, my ps4 controllers that i oh, have yeah. right now and i had to i've had to stop <laughs> you're like okay i need to stop doing this now yeah it's like okay i paid <laughs> way way too much money for these things like <laughs> i should not just be beating this them this shouldn't be that much of an investment nope definitely not well we got that latin blood you know so it happens fiery fiery latin blood yeah like i don't i don't really consider myself a violent person like at all towards like humans unless you know unless it's like some serious ass shit like but you know for the most part i don't go for any like violence towards human but when it comes to me being mad and like I like to throw and break things like things are just especially things that shatter. I've broken a lot of lamps. Uh, I'm throwing them. I, I don't know. It's just so satisfying. It's like a good way to this let is out a common the aggression. Thing? Um, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now. I, all right. So I have to I have to know now. So is this like since you've apparently accepted this because it's, it's a means of therapy for you. Yeah. It feels good. It's that's, that's what we're going to call it. Means of therapy. I mean. But people do do that shit. Yeah. Like they have those, uh, what are them called? The the breaking rooms yeah, or whatever? Yeah, the breaking rooms. I don't have a breaking room. I just make whatever's around me a breaking See, room. See, okay, so that, back to my question. So when, since you've accepted this as a process for therapy for yourself, <laughs> when this is about to happen, do you do um, you just go through the, the steps logically and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to just grab this and I'm going to take this to a... I'm going to take this to an area where it can be easily cleaned up and I guess actually um in the past when it, it depends like what I'm breaking like I remember one time um I was staying at my grandma's for a bit in Deltona another place I've lived you in You broke your grandma's Deltona. shit And well she has she has so many plates I'm talking she would never notice like so <laughs> many plates she has like so many fucking plates So I was like I'm just going to take like 3 and go to Yo. the backyard and throw them cuz I had like a really long day at work Yo. everyone tried my life I was like, I just need to throw some shit. I want to hear the shattering, uh, and it was so satisfying. But um, are I you throwing these on grass or are you? No, I was throwing it at like this fence thing that was a really like hard fence, and it definitely worked. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure a couple of them I just threw at the side of the house. Honestly, I didn't have any windows any anywhere near it, but <laughs> I can't believe I'm just like openly admitting all this. Hey guys, Dude, I, I get mad and throw things. Fucking <laughs> savage. I do get savage, but like I said, I try my best. That's why I end up throwing things, because I, like, try my best to keep it together when it comes to, like, people, which I don't honestly get that mad often. It's a lot more rare for me to get to the point where I feel like I have to break things nowadays. Like, I mean, it's, it's some points and times are, like, better than others, you know? Oh, yeah, Sometimes, for sure. Um, I mean, I've talked about it openly on the podcast. I've, I've definitely had my anger issues in the past. Yeah. And uh, that is... You know, some shit that I've had to deal with my whole life. And um, sadly, you know, it it 
sometimes taxes relationships just because of the way I have to deal with shit. Like, yeah. I am one of the the strange fucking people who have to like take time away from people. Oh, I'm like that. Too. Can't talk to anybody for a little bit. Fuck I need to yeah. like cool off. And I need my breather. I'm yeah, like, for sure. You don't want to be around me right now because I'm no. probably gonna hurt your feelings because I won't. Oh yeah. I won't like swing at them, but I I will use my words. The as words weapons. will cut. Yes. Oh yeah. It'll the cut word. deep, and I'm not trying to do that. So let's have a breather. For oh a yeah. Second. Oh yeah. For sure. For <laughs> sure. That is that is me in a nutshell. Yeah. I get savage with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's uh. It's uh, I got the the razor sharp tongue sometimes mm-hmm. and. That shit will come out with the quickness. With the quickness, indeed. And I, I always end up regretting it in the end, though. Like exactly, I always end up feeling so guilty and bad. And you can't take back words. And like you can apologize, but what's said is said. Yep. So I'm just like, I. And you I can, yeah, you can try to explain it off as much as you can, but it's the, just the person has already heard it. They've already heard that tone. They've already yeah. seen you say it. The inflection. That's. It's already come out of your mouth. It's the guilt sucks. It's so far, far too late at that point. Yeah, fuck that. I learned to just isolate myself if I really feel like I'm super agitated, and that uh, I'm just I I just take my breathers. Like I will run away from people if I have to. Actually, I remember in high school, my high school sweetheart. That was the main issue we had is when I needed my breathers, which was often because like I swear to God that was not an easy relationship. But um, I often needed my breathers and I'd be like be in the hallway trying to get to class and I'd be late so often because of this boy and I would get like referrals and shit. I'm like, I have to get to class, like leave me alone, like fucking walk away. And just not even just that, but in general, when I need my breathers, he would not walk away. He'd like get in my face and like stop me from walking. And I'm like, boy, I'm about to hit you if you don't get out of my way. I need my breather. So it's bad. Like I need my breathers. I feel that <laughs> I've I'm trying to like think of actual things in the process like when i'm starting to get mad because breathing as many people say that that helps that shit does not help me oh yeah i don't actually mean like breather to breathe i just mean like give me my space. yeah yeah the space like, for sure the fuck out of my bubble but just like <laughs> in that moment like right then right when it's starting to happen like the concept of just like getting my shit under control I'm like, like counting down and breathing yeah, I, yeah no, I need, that doesn't work i need something else other than that because that shit does not work for me at all time for me is the only real thing that can guarantee it like if i if i'm like really upset at someone or i feel really hurt and i i'm gonna try and reciprocate i sometimes I'll just like be like, you know what? No, let's just walk the better path of like walking away, giving yourself some time to cool down. Cause I definitely have um, a derage amount of time. Like, yep. you know, an, uh, sleeping on shit definitely on helps. Shit. Like, yeah, sleeping sure. on shit every time I wake up in the morning. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you're like, fuck man, it. I was a dumbass nigga talking about all yeah, that. Yeah, it's like getting all of my emotions and shit. Mm. <laughs> it's like, fuck that. You just exactly. need a good sleep. Yeah. Exactly. Or like a good walk. I, I go on long walks, and that really helps with introspection and calming myself down. Be like, you know what? I'm above this. It's all good. Like, you know, keep the peace. Yep, Fuck yep. <laughs> so with all of that being said, no more video games for you, huh? No more video games. So that's basically when I transitioned from like playing games to just creativity in general. Like that's basically what I was always into growing up. I liked all different outlets to express myself, uh, especially because I was a loner so often because of how many times I'd move and I was just a new girl, you know. 
So like I was gonna say, yeah, you definitely had really to sucked. deal with that shit for sure. Yeah, no, Damn. it wasn't easy. And like anytime I would actually make a friend where I'm like, Wow, we're friends now, I value you, it'd be like two days later, I'm like, Oh, well bye now, like sucks to suck. Fuck. But yeah, so that sucks. So I got really just into creativity, just like music was always my main favorite thing, but I always like I would try to make little videos and like I would like play around with cameras and I'd like I would draw and shit a lot. Just anything creative was fun because and that's what I was allowed to do. You know, I was allowed to do it. So I was like, why the fuck not? <laughs> and honestly, I mean, that's what kids should be doing anyways in the first place is exactly fucking around with all that kind of shit. I'm kind of glad that I've I've like in a way was more forced into it. Not be not forced because obviously some people like being creative and some people like sports more. You know, everyone's different. But I feel like I wouldn't have focused so much on it or gotten so passionate and, like, felt so, like, close to the creativity if I had, like, a regular just growing up with friends that I grew up with and, like, you know, going out and actually having a social life. Like, that would have definitely, like, taken a toll on my creative path, I feel. I feel you. Mm -hmm. So... I'm taking it you probably started writing at some point, like, early on. Then. Oh, I, I mean, when I was in elementary school, I would write lots of short stories. And I remember I had a friend when I lived in Texas. Her name was Christina. Shout out, Christina. And uh, we would write, like, um, actually, I'm not, like, I, I'm really not into cheerleading. But I, I remember I wanted to be a cheerleader so bad because I liked writing the cheers. Cause, and now that I'm older, I look back on that and I'm like, I always hated, like, cheering. I, I quit that shit so quick. And I'm like, why Why did I like writing the cheer so much? I'm like, it's because it was like my intro to poetry. It was like my how to rhyme and stuff like that. And I was only in fifth grade when I started getting into that. So then I realized, then her and I, the same chick, Christina, we started writing songs together. This is still fifth grade, so it's really Damn. like cute. It was innocent. We, we had a name. We were going to be a duo, but I'm forgetting the name now. And that's where it started. You know, I just keep writing in middle school and then high school. High school, I got real deep into it. Cause into that's poetry? Poetry is where it started facts. Like, I literally have, at this point, I have three huge camping backpacks that I fill with all my notebooks from the past. They're all, like, filled. And, I yeah, I like writing a lot. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel that, though. There's something that's just so, so relieving about Very. getting your words out on paper and seeing them in front of you. It's therapeutic because I'm... A kind of a, a little crazy just sometimes because I have so much like in my head jumbled up at once. What? A Latin girl it's crazy? So yeah. what? what? Unheard of. What are you talking about? <laughs> I never. Right? That's, nah. But yeah, no, writing definitely is another strong form of therapy for me basically because it helps. Like when I start to get too much in my head, like if there's too m- many things I'm trying to remember, like ideas and whatnot, or just like thoughts that come to mind during introspection and reflection. I'll try and remember it all, but, like, if I forget something, oh, my God, I'll lose my mind. And um, it's just too much. So putting it down on, like, paper, it's, it's like, giving it life and you're able to be like, all right, I got that out of my head. I don't have to, like, keep remembering it or thinking about it. And it makes room for you to think and breathe. I know everybody is so engrossed with using their phones to remind them for all their shit yeah. nowadays, but I honestly don't use my phone for any of that shit. I, I have a planner that I write everything down exactly. in. Exactly. 
I carry it with me everywhere. And it helps when you write things down, you remember them more. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I have my planner too. Every year I just went planner shopping into January. I got my oh new yeah. planner. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. And I deck that shit out. Yep. Stickers the whole <laughs> nine. Oh <laughs> yeah. Got to put some flair on my planner. Exactly. Because you, you know you're going to be using it for another year. You Hell yeah. Every single day, hopefully. So Yeah. I was I was talking about that with a, a friend last night, actually, who's looking oh yeah. at my calendar in the kitchen. She was <laughs> making fun of me, I guess. because for having I, a calendar? Well, because I cross off the days That's in the, the calendar. Point. That's the whole point of having a calendar so you can see where you're at I visually. Agree. I agree. Why would you have a calendar and not mark it off? I'm so confused. And so I mentioned that I do that on my on my planner also. Yeah. And she thought that was even weirder. I do that. I didn't even know that was a weird thing. I guess I didn't I'm know that was a weird weirder thing than I knew. Like it's it's definitely geez. okay, first of all first off. <laughs> It's definitely not weird. Yeah, it's not weird. I'm, I'm not. She's I'm not weird. giving her the credit <laughs> of the of the day whatsoever for that. It is not weird. Yeah, what, what you talking about? We're not weird. Hell, motherfucker. Okay, not. maybe we are weird, but you know, not because of that. Not for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're weird for other shit. I'll definitely admit weirdness. Yes, I've definitely posted. Guilty on being weird. Yeah, I've posted videos of myself on social media taking poops before. That's, that I think that fringes you know, into weird I territory. I have lots of like pictures of me because in one of the apartments I lived in, there was a huge mirror in front of the toilet. So I have pictures of me just taking shits and stuff. But I never actually posted. <laughs> them i just have a bunch of them just ready to go at any just moment ready to go yeah that's what's up though you can make like a nice collage right you tastefully know, I think I'm done i'm actually gonna do that maybe use that as album art or something mm, for some I, you know this would be good Ooh, i see i'm mentally noting that yo if you take like even more you could do it so oh this would be this would be crazy you know that Salvador Dali painting <gasps> that's like the Abraham Lincoln? Like, yeah, about. The, okay, so you could do it like so there's a bunch of tiny, tiny images, and oh. then it could all make up like one big image of you taking a poop. That's fucking trippy. That I would love be. That. That. And I love it's that, that that idea was Dali inspired. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I dig it. I mean, we're, I might have to just do this. We're like, branching on, I think, you know, some, some Nobel yes, Peace Prize exactly. worthy type shit right here. So we're going to have to, you know, hold the game you know we can't be slacking oh no 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 not whatsoever no, definitely my uh taking shit collage it's it's gonna happen mm, yes indeed no child's play here. the taking shit collage is <laughs> a, I, I feel like honestly that's going to be the big break right there. oh yeah taking yeah. shit collage. i yes. think that will that'll get me out there People catapult will listen catastrophic overnight success out of nowhere <laughs> it was the taking shit collage girl they're not even gonna remember my name. Just like, oh, her name is Eliana. I just know her as the taking, taking shit, shit collage, collage girl. girl. Yeah, no. <laughs> you might as well just change the Instagram handle to that. Right I, now. Yeah, I know, right? I'm just gonna change everything. Shit like, collage. You guys, I'm not Eliana anymore. I'm the shit collage girl. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think you should call yourself shit no, collage just girl. Kidding. Just go by shit collage. Shit collage. Shit collage. Okay, yeah. shit collage. Hey, like, uh, the more I say it, the more it like rolls off the tongue. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even sound like shit collage anymore. It sounds like an actual like French name or something. That's, shit collage. A, uh, that's what I'm saying. With marketing <laughs> nowadays, you can really make that anything you I want can it make to that be. Pop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Branding. You know, nowadays, you people know. be doing all that. All that wild shit. I'm saying. I'm fucking <laughs> saying. Anyways, what, where were we at before this? <laughs> We were talking about poetry. Oh, we're talking yes. about writing. That's yes. right. That's right. So that's that's, that's usually that's how this show goes, by the way. So you know, just don't <laughs> get worry. a little derailed and stuff. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. I ain't even worried. This is this is just normal for me. Indeed. <laughs> so with the writing and whatnot and the poetry, who are some of your biggest influences? With um, oh my goodness, I have a lot. I remember um, the first time I actually started taking. Um, English seriously because the first two years of high school I was just going through a lot and I was like fuck everything man um 
I, I read Catcher in the Rye and that shit. I was like, dude, fuck yeah. Shout out Salinger. Sh- shout out JD Salinger. Um, uh, I remember Sylvia Plath really Bunch inspired me. Oh, Plath is good too. Sylvia Plath, because also I was like, for a while there in high school, just oh, I'm a sad girl, you know, like my emotional growing up adolescence. So Sylvia Plath was the original sad girl. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I I feel you, man. I'm gonna go put my head in an oven. No, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> but yeah, she she definitely inspired me to write more poetry because she was like, you know. A female, and back in her day, you know, I was like, damn, there weren't a lot of like f- successful female writers that were actually known. There were a lot of female writers, don't get me wrong, y'all, but uh, not that had credit, you know. So she just was like, you know, fuck that, and did it anyway, and went for her dream. So I was just empowered by her in general. And oh man, um, I remember what was it, the Inferno series, and what was the next one? Uh, uh, Dante Alighieri. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's so good. Like, random pieces of literature. I remember um, Hamlet was, I loved Hamlet. Also, sad girl. And I was like, to be or not to be, literally, you guys. (laughs) You fucking nerd. But I'm not, like, really crazy about all Shakespeare. That's just, like, that one piece right there. Still a nerd. I totally am. I'm not even going to deny it. Um, There's just a there's, like, so many running through my mind right now. Random books and writers in general. But yeah, I, mean, I found a lot of I, there are a lot of po- um, poetry because I have lots of um, books that have collections of poetry where um, I'll read a poem like this just changed my life. This is beautiful and like so eloquent and well thought out and brilliant. And um, I'll read the name, but I'll forget the name because at this point there are so many names. There's some um, poets that I've read a couple of their poems and I lo- like loved them, but I haven't further done like read more of their stuff so i gotcha you still there's a lot of people do you still read a lot i still read a lot yeah. not as much as i used to i will say that um especially in the past few months but yeah no i used to read like religiously because it was another form of escape you know reading literally transports you into like another world and i was like fuck yeah i love this shit just like get lost in my mind forget about like what's going on around you and also, there are no rules. Like, there's no just one reality. You can make it whatever you want. Exactly. Like, you can go into any kind of world you want. So I always loved reading, and I, st- I still do. But nowadays, you know how it is. Like, you get caught up. You get busy. Adulting sucks. We're all addicted <laughs> to our phones as well. Exactly. Short. I have a shorter attention span now. I'm not even going to lie. Um, oh, yeah. And just lots. And obviously, like, the music stuff. Like, that takes up a big chunk of my energy. For and sure. Just everything. So... But and I still love to read. Yeah. Just with everything, man. That shit is crazy hard to like. It, it is so interesting because I, I come from the same kind of background with reading. I was definitely a little reading nerd as well. Yeah. I got in trouble many, many times reading for. Reading in class. Well, reading in class, staying up past my bedtime, reading in same. my bed with like flashlights under the covers. Yeah, the classic. Oh, yeah. I got so much trouble for that shit Dude, all the time same. I, I remember like when i would really get in trouble with my parents like the main thing they knew to, it's because you were up to piss me off would be to take the books away oh no not the books oh yeah that's the worst oh no, that sucks. yeah i mean i would get in a lot of trouble for that stuff too um because first of all i mean i'm a night owl i've always ha- always have been like i don't like bedtimes i can't stick to it um but um i would stay up i i don't know how people are able to stop at a certain point you know what i mean like if if you're not if say if you didn't finish a chapter or you like finished the chapter but it left you at a point where it's like a cliffhanger and you're like no i need to find out what's next like 
I can go for hours. I'm just like, no, I need to know because I need my answers. Yep. You know? So like, I don't get people who are like, oh, it's my bedtime. I'll just stop right here. Like, hell no. No, when you're <laughs> engaged in that shit, I need to know. I need it. I need it now, motherfucker. Need it now. now. I want my answers. I want it now. Yeah, I'd run through books. I yeah. Would fucking run through books back Seriously, in the day. Yeah. But I now, miss those days. But <laughs> I know nowadays it's so fucking weird to think about how absolutely addicted i was to reading books like yeah all the fucking time because nowadays all you pick time. up a book and it, i don't know i feel like it's easier to get distracted like a cup sometimes it takes a couple chapters sometimes it only takes a couple pages then i have like all these other thoughts things i'm trying to remember errands i'm like jesus i'm like is this what being an adult is like you and can't your even phone sit down buzzes. and read a book yeah, yeah your phone buzzes or somebody calls you or exactly some, some exactly. just any any shit that's just happening constant it's yep. never you don't really get like m- enough moments to yourself and then when i do i always i kind of forget about reading sometimes because like i'll be like okay this is my moment for myself and i'd already planned something else i'm like i'm gonna meditate or i'm gonna do this and like there's so many things that I want to do with just my personal time and I never have enough of just my personal time no matter how much I have so I feel that I tried yeah. the whole reading books on your phone too that Hell shit no. sucks that's man that's so bad for your eyes that shit dries your eyes out it's bad for your eyesight especially if you wear contacts like I do I can't fucking do that I can't even have my um phone brightness up I have it like l- as low as I possibly can I feel that cuz looking at screens constantly is really bad and I look yep. at computers often so I can't be doing both Yup. Yeah. That shit fucks with you. Exactly. You just need some tactile, lovely smelling. Right. Old I like. Books. To, I'm, I'm a book smeller. I like the pages. I like the old book smell. <laughs> I'm a book smeller. I am. <laughs> I'm a book smeller. I'm a tree hugger. You name <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, no, dude. Which is actually kind of ironic because books are made of trees. So wow, that's kind of contradictory. But you know, you know how it is. I can't uh-huh. really choose. Well, what can I do about it? I mean, I, I do love my I my mother like nature, and I love I love everything about Earth, and I love trees, and I love oxygen that they give me. Right, but I still ride fun. skateboards, and I have a bunch of skateboards just hanging on the walls here. Yeah, I mean, just it is dead what trees it is, everywhere. You know, like. <laughs> unfortunately you know but you're not gonna not get the things that you know you're passionate about and i'm exactly. not gonna not yeah. read books and there's something classic about reading a actual book like i like to feel the book in my i like to open and close it i like to flip the pages i like, like my own bookmark yeah exactly my own special bookmark that i tuck in there right? like who wants to read on a screen like people y'all moving too fast for me lames out. that's who reads on the screen right lame lames. lame as fuck Mm-mm-mm. get on our level real shit y'all real <laughs> shit y'all Read a book, 2019. What was the last book you read? Do you know? Um, there's this one book that I'm reading. Uh, on oh, it's that's what it's called, The Human Zoo. It's really interesting. I think I've heard of this actually. Yeah, it's really. I was just, I couldn't remember the name for a second. Like I said, I'm horrible with names, and my mind's always just like bleh. But it's yeah, that's what it's called, The Human Zoo. I'm sorry, it your mind is like what? Like bleh, <laughs> bleh. <laughs> like there's so much. It's like a tornado of thoughts and shit. Sorry, so that that noise just. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just had to hear that. I again. make noises, interesting noises, often. Fair enough. All the time without warning, so you know. Bet. <laughs> disclaimer, but um, yeah, no, that's th- I'm currently reading that. It's on my nightstand, and it actually came out. Um, 
I went to the doctor recently and I brought it with me and I put it down. The doctor was like, oh, I used to I had to read that when I was in school. It used to be on the curriculum, which is crazy because it's not definitely not something that would be in the curriculum nowadays. Um, and that was uh, he said he that was in like the 70s or late 60s, early 70s. Damn. So it's kind of an older book. Not too old, though, because there's a lot of old literature. And it's really interesting. Basically, it um, takes the perspective of, you know, how animals are, are in a zoo. They're not obviously in their natural they're like held in captivity. Um, so it takes humans and compares it to that experience and says that basically um, our society and like the system and like, you know, suburbia and just city life in general and compares it to animals being in a zoo. Because it's like he basically gets into lots of philosophical stuff and lo- like really interesting stuff. Like it, it combines um, philosophy and science and um just a spirituality in general as well. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, dude, honestly, that's really true. I don't. F- I feel like sometimes it's just not the most natural of societies. Like a lot of things feel fake and forced. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I think it's a little crazy the way things are. But I mean, I. I don't claim to have the answers for anything though. But I definitely reading that book is definitely very interesting. Very, I would recommend 100%. I mean, we are in no doubt about it. The most insane, strangest times I think of the Earth. That yeah, I don't know. It's really it's weird. Um, and I'm kind of like in the past year, I've randomly gotten that like apocalypse anxiety, like paranoia out of nowhere. And I remember I had like a phase of this when I was like in elementary school and I watched Terminator. And I was like, I'd be in class and I'm like, oh my God, when's it going to be judgment day? And I'd plan in my head, like, I'm going to like hide, like as if it's like a tornado drill under the desk. The fucking Terminator isn't getting me, bitch. I don't think that's going to save you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, I'm probably going into flames that day. Yeah, more than likely, yes. More than likely. <laughs> But now, nowadays, it's not so much the fear of the Terminator. It just randomly returned the fear of, like, what, like, I, f- I feel like the end of time, like, what everyone would describe it is literally, but I don't know. I feel like people have felt like that for a long time. You look at the news and everything's going crazy. But at the same time, it's accelerating at a rate that's just getting faster and faster. Like, we're getting, it's harder to keep up with it. Exactly. Today. And it's just, like, I mean... like basic things like global warming and like the climate and just nature in general because everything's interconnected so if like the water cycle if something happens in the water cycle everything is ruined if something happens to one species everything in that biome is ruined yep everything there's a butterfly effect so it's scary i'm like what's going to happen to ruin everything it's just so crazy that technology is evolving at such a rapid pace that it's evolving way faster than we can even keep up with to like really actually fully understand where technology is that our fear of the terminators coming back (laughs) seriously because we're like making shit and not even thinking about it and we just keep making it at faster rates and i mean i've read like a lot of articles and stuff about the day that you know computers and stuff pa- surpass human intelligence and uh, like I mean, they've definitely they've definitely already surpassed yeah human that's very true but like i guess you know what i mean like where it's just like on some next level shit where they're thinking kind of, for themselves yeah thinking for themselves they have more sentience um and control but yeah it's scary to think that it actually there are things like that out there just not really i mean it's pretty inevitable at this it's point it's kind of scary i'm like dude i don't know how i feel about like that 
And they, a lot of scientists and shit pr- uh, predict it's going to happen in like 10 or so years. I think my issue is I read a lot of articles, so I give myself paranoia. I'm like, fuck. I don't, I don't want to deal with like whatever the end of the world is, whether it is um, a natural disaster or if it's like a virus. Because you never know when that shit's going to happen. We can like break out in some crazy shit and just like die like the black Hell plague or something motherfucking yeah Yo, the black it's plague came terrifying. back like this last year that's fucking terrifying yeah i heard about that i actually didn't even want to do too much research up on that i'm like oh god yeah that oh was god. a thing that was a fucking thing <laughs> and that's terrifying is to think that whatever does go down during the end of times re- like at least for at first probably not like if, especially depending on the intensity of whatever it is um, if it's kind of more of a societal thing, like chaos and anarchy type of thing, where things just like society falls apart, which is really terrifying too, because I'm a small girl and I feel like, like nobody, everyone, please leave me alone, don't <laughs> touch me. But I'm terrified of that that idea. You're not necessarily high on the alpha food chain. No, was, not at all. Yeah. I'm like a little, you know, like I'm an easy target. Yes. So I'm just like, please, nobody fuck with me. But um, yeah, no, I feel like the wealthiest of people are the only ones who are going to be okay, at least at first. You know, everyone else like. Lower classes and um, especially like the poor people, like it's um, gonna be every man for themselves. It's gonna be like they're gonna be the street. It's gonna be real in the streets. You know what I mean? And only the richest of people are gonna be safe and have like. And I feel like what if what if there's a crazy drought? Like what if there's no food and only the rich people can eat? Well, see the see what crazy. What the poor people need to do is band together immediately and then go attack the rich people. Thank you. That's what they need to do. Exactly, I concur. I back that one hundred percent. See, I will be that leader i will be the leader of the poor people hell I, yeah i can do this we will be we'll have a revolution i can Fuck do this yeah. yes and then there are more there are way more poor people and way more like lower middle class people than there are and honestly middle class is like fake rich rich like you think you're rich but you're not you can only afford to live in your like comfortable suburbia but you can't you don't even have enough to do what you want you're just a slave to the system and so, like, really only the rich, rich people are, like, well off. But there are way yeah. less of those. So we could definitely take over. Big facts. Fuck yeah. I mean, I was telling you right before the show, like, I am in right now going on a month-long streak of just staying the fuck in my yeah. house. Like, not doing anything right now. Saving up that guap and relaxing. People at home, your boy's a little, uh boy's a little broke right now <laughs> yeah, no, it happens it's been last year was definitely a spender so oh yeah gotta everyone. gotta recoup some cash oh, just yeah. a little bit and just i feel like bit. after the past couple months like when we went to miami and stuff like, oh god yeah we i feel like everybody every, every art basil just you know it's like fuck the money i don't even want to know how much i spent that's how i was i was like i'm not even checking my bank account i'm just gonna keep like pretending. was that was that your first basil no, it's my second Basel. Okay, my first word. Basel was 2016. Gotcha. So, yeah, that was my second one. And it's definitely always a good time. That was technically my first one. Oh, yeah? I went last year, but only to see Wu-Tang. Uh, oh, shit. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, so up. I was really only there for one night. And so it wasn't like a whole Art Basel experience? No, yeah. no. I mean, yeah, we went, saw Wu-Tang, went and walked around after that and, you know, looked at some walls and shit and went to a club and that was about it, you know? No, it was a good time. It yeah. could have stayed longer. Though. Exactly. Got up in the morning, looked at more walls and then went home. But like, this it wasn't year, crazy. not this year, last year technically, it's a new year, right? Um, Oof, last buddy. year was like a great first experience then because you went all Ridiculous. in. I never remember you were going to leave that third night. 
And I was <laughs> Oh yeah, I was definitely gonna leave. I was like, nope, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a dope night. You should stay. <laughs> I was definitely gonna leave. I was just like, hmm. Good move on not leaving because hmm. that was a good night. That was a good night. <laughs> that was Shit a great just got night. that whole weekend was just, just interesting. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, to that's say all the least. I can say. Um, that's the least I can say, absolutely. It was consistent through everybody I talked to after that week when we all got back to Orlando. Yeah. Everybody I talked to said that they weren't fully recuperated by the <laughs> minimum by like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, it took some time. My homie hit me up, like I saw him on Friday night afterwards when we got back. I was like, yo, man, I took like two or three days to fucking recuperate from that shit. He was like, yo, like, I am still recuperating. <laughs> He's like, like, I'm still reviving myself. Like, I'm only just starting to feel better today. And I was like, God oh damn, my gosh, dude. Yeah, dude. It took yeah. a second. Like, yeah. you gotta, like, you always gotta plan that in. Like, people who, like, go to work, try to go to work the very next day, I'm like, yeah, good luck with that, mate. Like, real mm -mm, shit. Hell the fuck no. We'll come back. We'll come back to, to all of that stuff, though. Oh, oh yeah. We, because I was going to ask you, I was going to go off on the uh, the poetry thing and into music stuff, but we never finished talking about games and Uno, too. Oh, yeah. Uno. That so is I'm my I'm, we're gonna get to We're going to get to some music stuff right after the Uno, because I, I had an Uno experience with some people at my house last night, and they were just <laughs> like animals, savages, I swear. That's how Uno goes, You people in your Uno are fucking ridiculous. Dude, I love Uno so much. Like, my family and I get so into that shit. As I was saying, like... Why? Well, I don't even know. Like, it brings it out of us. We'll, like, stop talking to each other for a couple days, like, depending on what happens. But, like, something about Uno, like... I mean, like I said, I'm just competitive in general. But something... I don't even... I can't even pinpoint what it is. I... I'm just crazy about Uno. And so are a lot of people. And I mean, the people who are down to play, you know, people are like, yeah, let's play Uno. Those are also the other people who get really into it. So it's always oh, the yeah. group of people who take that shit seriously. And the thing about Uno is there are so many different rules. Everyone plays it differently, apparently, I've learned. And people will argue and literally fight intensely about, like, what is the actual rules and what are. They're like, no, this is how I play. But this is how I play. I just don't understand. There's one set of rules that comes with just every fucking game of Uno. Uno, yeah. You can't make up your own fucking rules. It doesn't make any sense to me. God. I know. Damn. That's that's the only thing about, like, the only bone I have to pick with Uno. But that's not Uno itself. It's the people, you know. It's like, that's I'm pretty I'm saying. sure. The people who play Uno are savages. Yeah, and I can't lie. I'm part of that savagery. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's so fun, though. Like, I love that shit. I mean, <laughs> I have heard announcements before Uno games, recent Uno games, too. <laughs> announcements from people right before that are just saying, all right, y'all, don't fuck with me, because if y'all <laughs> fuck with me, y'all don't want to hear it. Don't fuck with me during this fucking Uno don't game. Don't fuck with me, not with Uno. And I'm just I like, ain't playing. God, like, God damn. It's just fucking cards. I know, right? Oh, I'm about to pull that the gat out on these motherfuckers. Very serious. Jeez. Yeah, nah. About to throw some hands. Hey, it is what it is, though. I, I understand. I, I understand that you people have a, uh, you know, a strong, a strong passion I don't know. You get it's just an a easy game to get into, and I feel like once you're into it, and once you've invested like caring, it's just like hell no. Like especially when you get close to Uno or you have Uno and you think you're gonna win, but then like some shit happens, you have to take another card. You get your hopes up and you're ready to like shove it in people's faces and be like, "Ha, bitch, I won!" So like, I just I'm so determined. I, I love it. I saw multiple people quit last night in the middle of the game. Oh, I know. I hate when people do that. Fucking bitches. Like there no. Was, there was one point. 
in this house where that Uno game overtook the entirety of conversation in this house. That is there was, ridiculous. There was nothing that could be heard <laughs> anywhere. But Uno. That was it. Just <laughs> screaming. Just like, yo, just people standing up, just going to town, <laughs> yelling at each other. And I'm like, yo. Gosh, it's only like, been chill out. It's been four minutes. Oh my gosh, y'all are already insane. going in. Yeah, that's how it be. It doesn't take long. It, I mean, it happens quick. So <sighs> I, I will always love Uno. That's like my favorite card game. I just don't understand why you're, why you're supporting this. You, you <laughs> can't support this crazy behavior. I'm just like I. You're you're poo pooing it with with one sentence and well, the next I'm kind sentence of like, you're I'm like, like laughing at it kind of because I I don't have an issue laughing at myself you know what I mean like I don't claim to be perfect by any means and this is definitely a, um <laughs> this a, is an imperfection this is definitely an imperfection is how savage I get during Uno and like when I win I'm such an asshole about it too like I'll be like bitch I like shoved in their face and like do a dance and everything like I love that shit is there is there a specific moment of Uno savagery that you can recall that um honestly actually i have i was playing uno with my family uh last month during like all the holidays and everything and my grandma is even more savage than i am and she was like literally saying stuff like she was calling me out like on rules and stuff like you know how there's that one rule people have where um if you if you put the last card down and you have uno if you don't say uno immediately then it doesn't count you have to pick up like two cards apparently that's a thing Uh and my grandma would like keep calling me out like i wouldn't even have any time to like put it down she's like oh you didn't say uno and i'm like i was literally opening my mouth to say that and they're like, no, 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 technically it's the rule. Okay, and wait, so, so, just savage. so what is the technical rule again? Because I thought technically, I thought it was like you have to do it when you put it down on the actual thing. That's like, what I thought. No, it, no, my, my It has to be done at changed. the same time? Like, yeah, like the second that you like take it out of your car thing, according to my family, which I got into an argument with them. I'm like, since when is this a thing? Like y'all are just doing this to gang up on me now because they love to gang up on me because yeah, take it seriously. And then and then they like hate when I win because then they're like, ah, she's all like cocky about it now. So they all gang up to try and make sure I don't win. And so it gets pretty savage, but my grandma's probably the most savage. She's always like eyeing me, trying to call me out anything so i could pick more cars and then she's always just like trying um for for some for an uno enthusiast i'm forgetting um but oh challenges the challenges when you claim to not have a color and they're like oh i challenge you like she's like done that so many times. I'm like, no, I didn't grandma, know that was a thing. Catching my bluff, like no. <laughs> Damn. So I'd have to get like six more cards, and then she always uses her like plus four cards, like add four. And I'm like, you are so savage. Like I do, <laughs> I learned my lesson. Like I don't sit next to her when I'm playing. You yeah. know, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I get oh, it from my family. Shit. That's why I take it so seriously. This is ridiculous. This is like a whole just underworld. <laughs> The whole subculture of oh, yeah. Uno players. We're like we're we're in a big club, honestly, like an international club. There's gotta be a documentary on this. There should be. There should be like a like a World Cup for Uno players or something like that. I feel like back in the '90s and the early 2000s, where people were getting killed for Jordans, like someone's oh gonna God. get killed over an Uno over game. Uno, yeah, someone's definitely getting shot. <laughs> it's gonna pop off. Yeah, it's, it's popping off. It's all gonna right. pop off soon. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, off of fucking Uno. <laughs> just exhausted just that subject. That. Yeah, yeah no. it had to. <laughs> so, what kind of music was then being played for you in the house growing up? Um. Okay. So my dad. Uh, he was also a DJ during the like uh, late er, late 80s, early 90s, and he went by Rated R. His name is Raul. 
And so he rated had a lot of violence. Rated R. I know, okay. right? I always like pull that out since he's so strict when I was younger. I'd be like, Dad, that's not very rated R of you. <laughs> and he's just, he would get so annoyed. My, my family would get so annoyed with me. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no. <laughs> he was rated R. And uh, so he always had like a bunch of vinyls, like all our garage. He moved that shit everywhere we fucking went. And I mean, our garages were filled with nothing but vinyls. That's like, a lot we to didn't move. even put our cars in the garage ton of vinyls and that was like classic hip-hop um like old house and stuff like that so i got exposed to like older hip-hop but um for a while i didn't have anything to use it because his uh, turntables didn't work and i didn't have a record player so i kind of like was around it but i wasn't able to actually get more into it until i was older and i got a record player again gotcha um but i my my dad that's that's where i was my dad would make he would burn CDs for my mom since we did so many road trips and driving around and moving. Um, he'd burn CDs for her to listen to during the long drives. And so I'd listen to a lot of what my mom would listen to, which, um, what's his name? I can't believe forget I'm forgetting his name. He sings that one song. He's like, you are the sun. Lionel Richie. Lionel mm. Richie. Lots yes. of stuff like Lionel Richie. Um, oh, my God. So many random, like like disco and like 70s and stuff like a bunch of random stuff like there's that one song it's like born to be alive born to be but it's not the one you're thinking it's like down and out yeah i gotcha it's like a different one just like a bunch of random stuff lots of stuff like lionel richie um classic things um but when i got older and i kind of started doing more like music research on my own i wasn't just listening to what my mom would play um i got into classic rock hardcore because um freshman year of high school i did not go to public school i did for a semester that's when i was in broward county and i uh, left arizona i was just like i hate everything fuck fuck public school i hate all these broward kids it was like it was i was i was definitely salty that i had to move from arizona so i was like also it wasn't a very good time for my family there were a lot of issues going on so i like decided i'm not staying in public school i'm doing online school Mm. for the rest of freshman year and I had zero friends. I had just moved uh, moved there, and I didn't even go to public school, so I had no outlet to the world, no friends, no people. So I was, f- like, extra loner. And um, I remember one day my dad came home from work. He's like, oh, um, I got tickets from my, from my job. They gave out free tickets at our company for, like, the people who work here and their families to go see a Beatles tribute. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. I don't have a social life. Let's go. Fuck it. Let's go. And I remember as soon as soon as I watched that Beatles tribute, I was like, whoa, there's other music that's like, you know, not just like played for me or like on the radio. I was like, I still hadn't found myself yet. I was still discovering who I was. Yeah. And um, the Beatles were my gateway band to classic rock. So like Pink Floyd. It's a good gateway band. Right. Great gateway band. I was literally a, like a beetle maniac to the core obsessed with the beetles like obsessed i mean like it, it was like if you ask like anyone in my family or anyone who knew me back in the day like it was a problem like i beetles everything and um that oh my god and the beetles are what helped me discover led zeppelin because one time i was just on youtube when i was first like kind of going through their stuff you know youtube has uh, suggestions of similar music yep. that's how it was my gateway but i found zeppelin and like Oh, I found Jimi Hendrix and I was just like my my mind and heart and soul were open. I was like, yes. And and so classic rock definitely like was a big one. Um, but I mean, since then, because for a while there, I only listened to classic rock. Now I'm a lot more versatile. I I'll, I can appreciate anything. I, I really like different kinds of music. It depends on the vibe, the mood. Um 
there's not there's not much that I won't listen to. Like I don't listen to country often. I like I like Johnny Cash. Um, there's another one I'm thinking. I'm forgetting his name. Um, dude, I'm so bad with names. It's it's so bad. It's no worries. But um, yeah, no, a couple country, which is like old country though. Like I won't be listening to no. I pull up in a Chevy truck. Nope. Nope. Nah, that's nope. The, probably the only thing that I won't listen to. Oh, I'm. I love classical music. I'm a classical music nerd. Like I love compositions, special especially like piano compositions. Hell yes. Huge classical musical nerd. I grew up playing All classical piano, so I totally understand oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love piano so much, dude. It's just it's mesmerizing and I just feel entranced. Still kills me to this day that I was just a little piece of shit <laughs> like when I hit teenage years cuz I was playing piano for like a good 6 years or some shit. And I was pretty damn good, if I say so myself. And I got to my teenage years around there, around 11 or 12. Yeah. And I decided to just be a little piece of shit. Yeah, you're like, no, I don't want to focus on this. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And, well, really, it was just because I was only playing classical music. That was it. Yeah. And You didn't, like, branch out. You didn't feel anything else. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who learned piano younger, most everybody has the same story. Just like, man... I'm beating myself up now because, you know, like I, I was, you know, learning when I was younger. But then when I classically trained, age, yeah, classically, classically trained. trained, that's amazing. And it's like you hit a certain age where you're just like, oh, you know, this is lame. Like, screw this. And then you get a little older if you, and then you're like, fuck, no, fuck. Which is which is interesting because at that point, you know, when I'm saying fuck this, I'm not going to I don't want to do this anymore. Because I'm not playing music I want to play. Yeah. I start listening to other music. Why didn't I just start playing that I other know, music right? that it's I was listening like, to? Like, why did you not have an epiphany? It like, doesn't ding. make any sense at all looking Maybe back. Maybe you thought like, that like, <sighs> you didn't correlate the classical piano with any other music. You were like, nah, this is different. Like you, you, just, you were so used to playing classical and being trained that way. That you didn't you didn't think it could probably be I, th- anything I mean else. I guess I guess looking back I mean it was so long ago but I guess looking back the only way I could probably think to think about it is even though I was listening to other music I guess at that point I just played so much classical music on the piano solely yeah that I was probably just burnt out on piano altogether yeah that happens a lot and then I you guess just brain is just like oh it starts to once you start looking at it like a chore rather than an enjoyable thing then it's a lot harder to stick to it. Exactly. It's definitely a lot harder to stick to it. Exactly. So. This is definitely a chore. Yeah. Right. Podcast oh, is a chore. Such a <laughs> chore, man. <laughs> just such a drag. I had to come out here for doing this. Like I'm breaking a sweat. Exactly. Like, wow, yeah. this is so difficult. Ugh. I gotta say, shouts out to you for the <laughs> for the tangerine shooter before this as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. The Bacardi definitely helps. Yeah, in the I brought morning. over a little bit of Bacardi tangerine. I was you like, know. let's take a little shot before our podcast. You know, you know I don't I, I don't really fuck with like the flavored Bacardi like yeah. that. And it was uh, it wasn't too bad, huh? It wasn't terrible. Yeah, that's that one. It doesn't taste too syrupy or like gross. I, it kind of went well with it. Not too syrupy, but then I feel i feel as soon as i just start thinking to myself oh yeah i can do this all the time now it wasn't that bad that's when you start getting into dangerous territory yeah yeah i feel that so i am a brown whiskey drinker i I keep it brown i like tequila and neat 
and I hate tequila. I love tequila. Tequila's oh yeah, I know that's fucking right. Terrible. <laughs> I remember in the New Year's party. Was it the New Year's party or was something around New Year's? I was over and we had people over. Yeah, I think it was the Happy Jackie New Year's party. Yeah, definitely. And I had that tequila, and I was like, "Take another tequila shot with me." And you're like, "I'm done with you. <laughs> you're done with me. You're like, yeah. no more fucking tequila." No, no, <laughs> oh, no, no, I like no, tequila no. sunrises though. Like. With the orange juice is really not bad. Like it tastes, it doesn't taste bad, and and it's like a happy drunk. I, I just like it. don't understand what it is with my body and how it reacts to tequila. It just does not work. It's That's how I feel with uh, vodka. I can't do vodka. Uh, I'm okay with vodka. I guess if it de- it depends what kind of vodka. I'm thinking of like my younger days when I was a little oh, delinquent. Like plastic bottle vodka. Uh, that, oh, Jesus. I just had so many bad experiences with vodka before I was even like of age that like I started. I still, to this day, I'm scarred. I'm I just like, that. fuck vodka. I feel that. What is it about little kids and the first thing that we start drinking vodka. is vodka? I don't get it. I guess it was easier, like, one of the cheaper, like, bottles that you could find at places that, you know. And I don't I ge- know. I, I guess don't actually know. thinking back to... It's always the easiest to sneak into anywhere you go as a yeah, teenager. Yeah, so clear. It's looks like clear. water. Yeah, exactly. Just, I remember, yeah, we used to do that shit. The as, water bottles, man. Yeah, we used to do that shit at this place called Sam's Fun City back in Pensacola. Oh, and it was just nice. like the go-kart track place. <gasps> oh, yes. <dude. laughs> yeah, so that sounds like so much fun. Yes. I want to go get crunk and just like go do a bunch of shit like that. Yeah, just, you know, a 14-year-old just drinking and driving a go-kart. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, it's safe because they're the bumper things you know it doesn't matter it's safe with quotations <laughs> you know you can definitely go a little fast and fuck somebody up on one of those go-karts that's really true but i feel like you don't even have to be at, like under the influence of alcohol for that because people will be wilding on go-karts they'll purposely run rush. into you sometimes i'm like jesus hell motherfucking like, is what the fuck? Fuck? i was like i just got a concussion that's like all the people <clears throat> excuse me the people who race at the one over by iDrive. Yeah. You know that one? That yeah, it, I know It that goes one. like, they go like 60 miles an hour yeah, or some shit. Yeah, I want to do that. Or maybe not 60. It might be like 40 or 50 miles an hour. I don't remember how much it was. I've never been there. But they go fucking fast, I though. Go. They go fast. Dude, like, that's what I need. I love the feeling of power and speed. Like, I know like, how yes. niggas are with go-karts. Yeah, you give it go You're giving people go-karts that go 40, 50 miles an hour. That's scary. That's like, dangerous, I feel like. any, like fatal injuries or anything there ever i'm sure they probably had probably they had to have is there at least like an age limit like you have to be at least six oh wait first i don't know i've never been yeah that's weird i'm gonna have to find out about that though that's what i'm saying like it's because i don't think like younger people like really really young people should be doing that that's like pretty fast for bumper cars yeah definitely not like that's like the speed of a normal car like 40 like that's what i'm saying that's that's really dangerous for a young person to be doing yes it fucking (laughs) is (laughs) that's some next level go-karting shit some old crazy shit Yo. Excuse me. No, you straight. So, with the uh, with the music stuff, and I know we've actually talked previously before the podcast. Yeah. I know that you have a a certain love for a tribe called Quest as well. Oh my gosh, yes. I know. I remember the first time like I came over here, we were just jamming to Tribe, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Indeed. Definitely. I and I was listening to a lot of Tribe Called Quest, um, basic stuff. I I just was like. 
in this point in my life where I, I wanted like positive hip hop, you know what I mean? Like I was really like trying to keep everything positive and like trying not to dwell on other things. And Tribe Called Quest is very just empowering. And, and you know, I, it just so they're so poetic with it and so quick with it. And it just got this smooth cadence that just to this day, I just I can't I really honestly, I don't think anyone compares to Tribe. They got serious replay value. For real, for real. And when I made the, the EP Psychedelic Sunshine, I was listening to a lot of tribe. I was listening to like specific, like all different genres, but like specific um, bits and pieces of those genres. Like hip hop was a lot of tribe. Um, I I tried listening to a lot of newer stuff too, because my thing is I love old music, like seventies, sixties, fifties, nineties, eighties, you name it. But I was like, okay. I want to make something that's like a blend of modern and old with old influences, but like, you know, kind of fresh. Yes. So I was kind of listening to a lot of older stuff. And also I um, I was like, I'm going to give more modern music like, a listen. So I was listening to a lot of Tyler, the creator, Kali Uchis, which she um, she derives a lot of inspiration from a lot of the same places I do. So I always felt like some kind of connection with her. And I'm just like, dude. One day I'm going to meet you and I'm going to love you. I fucking love you. She's going to be my best friend one day. She's absolutely fire. She's amazing. She's amazing. Callie, you're going to be my wife. Shout you out, Callie. don't know it She's yet. She's mine. <laughs> no. We can fight for this. We will we'll, We will tussle. We can fight for this. I got moves, yo. You don't even know. I got I got these moves. Son, don't even know. She's oh, boy. You don't even. I'm going to sneak up in there and just like uh-uh. finesse that shit. You don't uh-uh. even. Uh-uh. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. I'm going to sashay <laughs> into her, into wherever abode she's staying at. And when she sees my hips swaying, she's just going to know. She's not going to be able to resist. She's just going to know. That's it. That it's, is that is over. quite a competition right there. It's over, son. It's over. I, I don't know. I'm quite the comp. We, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. We'll have some fun. I got no competition. <laughs> I have people, ladies at home. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen at home, I'm telling you right now, I have zero competition. <laughs> zero competition. Yeah, honestly, I'm not going to lie. It's quite intimidating, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, <laughs> I'm an intimidating guy. What can I say? I mean, I've just got this presence, I guess. That's Can't what help it. Nah, I can't do anything about it. It's just... It just is what, it's a blessing and a curse, you God know? God given, you know? What can I say? <laughs> it really is just something I have to deal with. <laughs> oh, my God. What can I say? <laughs> to in your own horn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what pushed you to start the process of making the EP and getting into your own music? Okay, so basically I had been doing, I had been pursuing the music seriously. Like I took it from hobby where it was, it was like hobby for me all of high school. I put stuff on SoundClouds. Like I I was in the guitar program in my high school and so I would record in the practice rooms and just oh like word. do covers of songs on my phone with my guitar, and I that's what my SoundCloud was originally, just a bunch of c- uh, covers on my guitar. Then after were I graduated, they sad, high were they school, sad girl covers? Not all of them. I like to I like to do okay. I like to keep it like like I said I'm I'm pretty versatile. Like by the time I was like more heavily into the music, I was listening to like a lot of different types of music. Like I like funk, I like soul, like R and B, like hip hop, gotcha. rock, etc. And so um, I tried to like you know mix it up and um it was mainly that at first then after high school i started writing like my own songs um i had written songs before in the past but i didn't really know like how to really get started with that i got better with guitar and i was able to like you know write songs with my guitar and it still was kind of a hobby until like i hit my first rock bottom after moving out and then i had this epiphany 
um, while I was on acid and I was like, you know what? I have literally nothing left at this moment in life. And I, I really did think like, oh my God, it's never going to get better. But like at that point in time, it was like a light bulb. I was like, music I still have music and I'm like you know what fuck everything else I don't even care like I don't even like want to live right now I have nothing else to live for I'm gonna give it my 100% and risk that shit and if it doesn't work out then I fuck it then I'll just die <laughs> like there's no plan b like fuck this so I just like decided that and what's really weird is I really do believe in like manifestation of realities and whatnot because when I was when I made that decision it only took like two weeks before I got a message from a friend who's like hey um do you need a place to stay at she was in Altamont really ratchet ghetto place this uh, if you've ever been to Remington on Douglas Avenue I can't say that I have oh that apartment complex is like a half hotel half apart apartment complex it was really really like not the safest environment not the healthiest environment there were like roaches everywhere but I remember when I got there, I was like, man, I'm really, I've, I've seen better days. Um, but it, everything happens for a reason. Across the road was a studio that I didn't know about. It was called Define Enterprises. And it was real hidden. It was like facing the highway right there in Altima, um across Douglas Avenue in the back of the plaza so you'd never know if you just drove by okay and uh, my friend sarah she's like yeah i, I um, know this cool dude that i met when i was going on a walk and i randomly like saw him outside of his place and he was like um we, we started talking because i had my dog and he's like yeah i have this studio so she met him and she went in there and it was like this really dope creative hub they had everything at define enterprises shout out brill i miss define enterprises it was definitely a creative hub for the misfits and the creatives there was a recording studio there was a photo shoot studio in the back like there were places to shoot music videos there was an editing room there was a dancing room and the whole place was painted and like tagged and it was just really really cool like it was a really awesome sounds like a vibe yeah and that's what got me motivated like as soon as i had made the decision in my head like music is what i'm doing it only took like a couple weeks before i went in the most in the most random spot like you would have never thought like being at those like ghetto as apartments that i would find like land uh, like finding a studio or like any opportunity that would help push me forward in that decision especially a place that is apparently so versatile with yeah. everything creative wise too I know, and he's he ended up having that studio because it was like really good uh it was the best uh location to not have to pay like a ton to the landlord for mm. the studio so he was like able and it was a pretty big studio it was pretty dope um and that was step one i remember they had parties um at the studio where they'd like kind of sh uh, showcase different like artists that work there dancers and like painters and like kind of like hey now in a sense they would have stuff like that uh -huh. like events and at one event i met um landlord and tony fat and they were in the parking lot and they're like yo i was with my friend ali you met her mm -hmm. and uh, they're like yo uh y'all want to come smoke a blunt and so we exchanged numbers uh and literally l little by little through them i like was that's how i met theo um then i met harry fiona and I, it was like, psh, I, I started to get to know all the creative the floodgates open. Floodgates yeah. open. I was like, wow, like, look at all the, I didn't even know, like, Orlando has so many creative people, so many talented people. And I, I, I inspired me and motivated me. So I was like, wow, I really got to take this shit seriously because I want, I want to be in with people who are like minded and I want to be like accepted with them. Like, these are my people. So I was like, I wanted to prove myself as someone who is dedicated and like seriously ambitious and not just like, oh, I want to be famous. Like, no, like, I seriously want to do this shit. So yeah, little by little with that. 
and I kept going through different producers, like um, lots of local producers, some really good ones. Eighth Week, he's really good. We made a few songs. But um, it wasn't until I met Swavy where I'm like, oh my gosh, like we really like got a vibe here. Like, yeah. Because I always wanted to incorporate live instruments into my music. I don't want it ever to be just 100% computerized. I like live bass, live guitar, live everything. And some he, soul exactly, in that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Add some real soul, real music. And so um, he, he has that shit in his studio. I was like, bet. Second I walked in there, I'm like, real live instruments. I'm like, bet. And we did the whole EP together. I didn't work with any other producers. And like, we're working on our second project now. I'm like halfway done with that. And I'm um, really fucking excited. But yeah, anyways, I got a little derailed there, as as always happens. Uh, what were we just talking about? What was the question originally? How I got into the music? Yeah, just how uh, how the how you were getting into, into the, the process of, okay. of making the project and all that stuff. So basically, that that wasn't very derailed. Then that was pretty much a lot yeah, of yeah, it. You, you were Long there. story short, you, you know, like I tried to make the because uh, there's lots of bumps in the road, lots of things, a um, lot of like lots of stuff in the past few years but basically all of it oh actually i'm remembering something i wanted to say um one thing that really seriously got me like okay like i really need to start moving like faster and just seriously making more moves was 2017 i got arrested for a dui it was really stupid um i wasn't even drunk i they had me do a piss test and i had weed in my system um amongst a few other substances oh, yeah. okay <laughs> and so it's neither here nor there yeah and it was in Oviedo. the cops are crazy there east orlando i was it was a stupid decision it was my birthday weekend and i was with friends in the car i was the designated driver because i was the only one who wasn't obliterated, obliterated with alcohol Blech. and um we were picking up more lsd and this dude had this thing where he was just like Oh, you know, if you pick up drugs for me, you have to you have to take me out to where I want to eat. Not like p- buy his food, but drive him because he didn't have a car. Okay. So it was the three in the morning, a car full of non-sober people, and like That's a lot a of tabs already. of acid. I'm like, dude, where the fuck do you want to eat? He couldn't make up his mind, being all indecisive. Usually, I have ways on to tell me if a cop's nearby, but uh-huh. I couldn't put a destination in because his dumbass didn't know where he wanted to eat. So we we're just driving around aimlessly. I got pulled over for a broken tail light. I wasn't even swerving or speeding. It was a fucking broken tail light. That hurts. Everyone in the car was fucked up, so of course they're acting out to the cops. Oh, not to mention oh there were boy. eight tabs of acid in the car um, because we were picking up more. And so I just, as soon as I saw the red and blue lights, I'm just like, someone eat the fucking acid. I'm not getting a felony. I am not about to be a felon. Fuck that shit. I was still on pretrial diversion for marijuana charges. I was like, that was literally my last month. I was about to be off and free and not have to pay any more money. God damn. That's the month I got on probation. God damn. <sighs> it was so stupid. Um, it's a really, it, there's did, like a lot of more interesting. I'll tell you the rest of the story one day. Did but somebody eat the acid? Yes. It was my, the person on the passenger seat, my friend Joss since high school. He's a, he's definitely a psychedelic enthusiast as well, but he's like, he's just insane. Like he's, he's a crazy that's why i attract a lot of crazy people in my life as well because i'm crazy Uh, but it uh. was not a good mix and we ended up in jail and i um bailed my ass out like it was really bad i ended up on probation humbling moments in life yeah we all have them 
shitty not my first run in with the cops but definitely the most the worst one because it took such a toll financially um that the whole time I was on probation it it took such a toll on my anxiety because like you know they could just show up at your house they could just call you and be like where are you at which they they did and I like it's a whole not whole another story on trouble Mm. for that and so much money like all the court fees hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars in fines every month putting going back to the probation office paying money so I wasn't able to work on music for like that whole year which really really took like a lot of me like I I remember being on probation and thinking not a lot of people make it out of the system once they're in it especially people like me who are just like throw you know care to the wind just I I don't give a fuck I would smoke weed on probation all the time and I would have to get the cleansers like oh boy (laughs) while in oh boy yeah so it was constant anxiety I was like I I had there like one of two ways this could end like either I like go back to jail or like stay on probation and keep going broke or like I can actually make it out of this and I'm not sure which one it's gonna be yeah the whole time I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep making music like I it was a really scary point in my life because I knew I couldn't afford all the studio time, the shoots, the me- mixing, mastering. Just wasn't feasible. Everything, the gas. Like, I drive an hour to the studio and an hour back. Yeah, that, like, shit, that shit all adds up, for a sure. A lot of shit. So I wasn't able to work on music for a very long time while on probation. And I remember thinking to myself, if I make it out of this shit, if I make it out of this shit, then I will not give up on the music. It was, like, the second time in my life where I was like, no, okay, I need to stop hanging out with, like, people so much. Like, as much as I love them, as much as I love friends, as much as I love people, I'm like, I really need to, like, Focus separate on myself. Me. Yes. It was a wake-up call for sure. There's, de- there's definitely, for like, sure. I feel like we all have periods in our lives like that, wake you know, where calls. you dedicate yourself to a certain time where, a certain time period where you're fucking around with a lot of friends and exactly. a lot of a lot of homies. Like It's easy to happen, you know? Yeah, like I was just saying, 2018 was definitely that year for me. Yeah. I, I went the fuck in. Yeah. Like, I did shit every single weekend. Okay, so yeah, you're enjoying your little, like, stay-in phase now. Oh, hell <laughs> motherfucking yes. <laughs> Hell yes. It's nice, especially when you got your own spot like this and it's just like a tight little spot. Yeah, it's like, honestly, I'm very, I'm very chill with just having people here. everything you need, your food, your bathroom, your alcohol, your weed. Yep. My cats. Your amazing, uh, freaking vibrant ass, detailed looking TV. The oh, yeah, yeah, that's, shit. That's not that's not bad. You know, man, we gotta watch more Planet Earth with like music in the background sometimes. Oh that yeah, that's right, that's right. That was such a vibe, and I I'm still like mind blown how well the music just automatically syncs up with whatever's on Planet and Earth. It doesn't even matter what music you it play. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you play. It could It'll literally be up. trap music. Uh huh. It literally syncs up. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I uh, have conspiracies about it. I'm talking <laughs> talked about this so many times on the podcast people people that listen to this podcast know how i feel about they're gonna be like oh they're watching, talking about it again oh yeah watching planet earth and putting the music on yo i'm telling you people at home you have to do it just that is the move like if you're ever just like kind of bored or you just want to chill and relax and lay back and have nice scenery and like listen if you just want to listen to music just pop on on planet earth yep. do that shit netflix yep. boy you don't even have to be stoned to do it you can enjoy it without being stoned yeah but you can if you smoke weed i guarantee guarantee if you get it's stoned as fuck awesome. you'll have a great time oh yeah oh yeah i'll do it both stoned or sober i don't give if i was doing that the other night like uh well actually i was just watching planet earth without the music in the background because i got like really into it i was like oh shit and now, i like, got into the narrator's voice. i mean i highly recommend watching it the first time through if you've never seen planet earth watch it 
the way it's supposed to be watched without music. But definitely give it a shot with the music. Yeah. Too then afterwards, yeah. Once you've taken in all the educational information there is to take from Planet Earth, you then go back and wild the fuck out. For sure, definitely take advantage of that. Like, and it's so pretty too. Like, there's lots of vibrant colors. You know, nature doing its thing, showing out. Exactly. <laughs> well, since you mentioned the uh, badass TV that I have over there. That reminds me, the Royal Rumble is tonight. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to someone's gonna lose their money. <laughs> Multiple people are going to lose their money. Someone's already getting cocky. I am <laughs> getting cocky. I am getting cocky. Uh, you know, I'm just, can I say? Well, see, here's the thing that actually sucks about this. I can front and be as cocky as I want to be right now, but it is so fucking random. It's just completely random chance on everybody's part. Yeah, it's you never know. You never know. I, I don't. Do you know how the Royal Rumble works? Specifically? Actually, this will be my first Royal Rumble. Okay, so how this works is there's 30 entrants in the Royal Rumble. Gotcha. So it starts off with the first two entrants. Yeah. They're fighting for like a minute and a half. The only way that you can be uh, kicked out of the Royal Rumble is if you're in the ring. You have to be thrown up and over yeah. the top rope, and both of your feet have to hit the ground outside the ring. Oh, my god! That's how you get eliminated. Okay. So it starts off with the first two dudes. They're fighting for like a minute and a half, and every 90 seconds after that, the next entrant comes in. Okay. So they're in. The first two guys start off, and then after 90 seconds, number three comes in. Oh and boy. this this keeps happening it every ninety seconds going. until it gets all the way to thirty, until everybody has now entered the ring. Oh my gosh! So the way <laughs> this we this is gonna get intense quickly. Oh yeah! So the way we do this is we just put all the numbers in a hat and we divide it up between uh, however many put in on our pot. Okay. So everybody gets a random number. So gotcha. you don't know who the person is. Nobody knows the lineup. So it really is just luck. It's then. random as fuck. Okay, yeah. uh, that makes it like really fun then. Yeah, honestly, it's fair. You really don't know who the hell is gonna walk away. Exactly. With that money. Yeah, and it's it's not bad. You know, someone's gonna have a good night. There's a lot of <laughs> shit talking that goes on. That is for sure. I can guarantee I will be right at King the front of, of the, the shit talking shit talk Espe especially <laughs> if i lose oh hell yeah i'm gonna talk shit Are oh i'll kidding? be right there with you oh, i get really God. saucy i'm just like that's my winning spot i'm the winner i won last year though so i've got i got bragging rights still yeah i can i can talk shit you've won already before so. exactly it would be a good like first uh, rumble of mine if i won tonight it would be a great first experience it's not so. gonna happen because i'm winning Oh, uh, we'll see about that. Mm, we'll see. There's nothing to see. Not if I make you eat your words. There's nothing to see because <laughs> you ain't winning shit. And it's not oh, yeah? going to happen. All right. I, I'll take that as a challenge, boy. It's just not a thing. It's not a challenge. It's a fact. It's just oh, not happening. Oh, it's okay, just we'll see. facts that I'm laying down out here. Ain't oh, shit working out for you. I, I don't think those are facts. I beg to differ. So I know you mentioned psychedelics a couple times already. Yeah. And the name of the EP it's that you just released is Psychedelic Sunshine. Yes. Yeah, so I, people at home definitely know that I am no stranger to psychedelics myself. Oh, yeah. I'm in full support of people responsibly, responsibly researching drugs and then utilizing them to expand their Facts. minds and not to get fucked up with them it is not a recreational like turn up kind of thing y'all like come on <laughs> so how was your how were you first introduced to psychedelics then i like i said when i was in high school um the beatles uh being my gateway band it wasn't just my gateway band to like zeppelin and pink floyd and hendrix and all that it was my gateway band to like psychedelic 
psychedelia in general and so obviously the Beatles from the 60s I would do I, I got really interested in the 60s gotcha. so I got really into that I started researching a lot of stuff not just music just the 60s in general and of course you know what the 60s are known yeah. for it was the peace movement and all that the free love the summer of love the whole and all movement, the psychedelics yeah. and drugs so so definitely got really into that and I became like a little hippie. I was just like all about that. And I was, like I said, my parents were really strict, so I didn't really have many opportunities for a while. So I was just like, I was just ready. I was like planning. I'm like one day I'm going to experiment with psychedelics. I would do a lot of research. I got fascinated, um, especially like after wa watching documentaries and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, one day I am going to try psychedelics. I'm going to like see what it does to my mind. And I was so in I was so ready. It took me a few years and I finally um, was able to um, my first the first time I ever took acid and I put the quotation marks. Nobody can really see that because this is audio. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it wasn't the first time I tried to buy LSD. It was definitely research chemical. And I was like. I, that was before I moved out, and it was with my high school sweetheart. We were on Skype all night. We were, like, trying it together. Oh, my God. it was God. very, <laughs> a very interesting night. Like, we were just laughing. We Dude, it was, like, on some crackhead shit. Like, we could not stop laughing. I'm talking for, like, eight hours. Even when we didn't want to laugh, like, we were literally scared. We're like, why are we laughing? We can't stop laughing. And I'm talking, like, it hurt our ribs. On Skype? We couldn't stop. Yeah, That's no, we so weird. Well, this is literally because, like, my parents were so strict. Like, this is the only way we could trip together. Like, the only only way we could trip it. I couldn't hang out with boys like without Fair supervision. Enough. Fair enough. Like it was very, very difficult. So and we had to do. And obviously, if do. you have supervision, you, you can't, can't both be balls. on drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're like, no, we have to do this like overnight, like while my parents are sleeping, so I don't have to see them, and like fuck all that shit. That's dedication. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to like give it a first go around, and I wanted it to be like in a safe place. I didn't want to like have my first experience tripping like out there you know because i was like here this is my room like what could happen no one can take advantage of yeah, me i can't safe. get in trouble with the law etc etc it wasn't actual lsd so i was like well that was a flop it was it was it was fun it was interesting but not real lsd and so i was kind of like unsatisfied i had like this thirst that was unquenched i was like where's the real lsd bro so um fast forward like a year or so i move out i'm 18 and I, one of my coworkers at one of the first places that I like actually worked at like for a while, I was serving at Don Pablo's and one of my coworkers was like, yeah, I sell tabs this and that. And so I tried that shit and I was just like, yeah, this is definitely different than the research chemicals. Yep. And ever since then, it was just like, I mean, it was, it's just such an, uh, a magical, ethereal, eye opening personal experience and a, a lot of uh, my first experiences with acid I tried to keep to like just myself or just like a few friends I really trusted like I w um it took a while a little while for me to get to the point where I'm like okay I'll, I'll fucking take acid and go anywhere I'll do that yeah. now oh yeah I don't fucking care I'll fucking be on acid anywhere I'll, oh yeah I don't give a fuck hands down but it took a minute like I had to kind of like go through that like, you know how you kind of level up with psychedelics? I kind of had to, like, level myself up. And I kind of had to go through all those inner conversations and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's... I mean, when you first break shit. down... Yeah, when you first break down through those doors, I mean, it there's... It can be intense. There's there's a lot of shit that's coming that you have to deal with. Like, a lot of inner shit you become a lot aware of, of. Oh, yeah. A lot of introspective yeah. shit. A lot of self-checking. A lot of ego death-related type yeah, shit. Yeah, that ego death, for sure. Ego death is a real fuck. You know what? Honestly, I've been saying this for a minute. 
I need a strong ego death. Like, and I don't get it from taking LSD. Yeah. I don't get ego deaths anymore from taking LSD. Yeah, not anymore. Like at first, like it gave me my initial like ego death where I feel like I really needed to, like it really helped. Like, Cause I mean, I don't know. Cause I, I, of course everyone, everyone has an ego no matter what, like at least yeah, a of course. percentage of it. We're human. So I feel like in high school, I, I got really into studying Buddhism and Hinduism, Eastern religions, philosophy, and culture. So I got into spirituality and just like that shit in general. So I kind of had a lot of interest and I had a lot of alone time, like I said. So lots of reflection and introspection. So it's not like it was like, oh, I took acid and wow, for the first time ever, I'm reflecting and shit. But definitely like there was that first ego death that I couldn't have, I don't think w- would have happened at that rate or that intensity had it just been like just studying buddhism and yeah. Hinduism, meditation like that definitely took me like a level up and i was like whoa because in I my mean, mind when you have that real ego death it's literally for people at home who have not had one it's basically hitting hard reset on your system yeah like, and it's not up. easy honestly because it makes no. you like realize that shit's scary a lot fuck. of shit and you come face to face with yourself and you're like man maybe i am a piece of shit you know yep. oh yeah <laughs> like, hell yeah you have to have that and nowadays like like you said like i don't get that anymore like it's not like some breakthrough like oh i mean I'm, i bet if i took enough tabs i probably could have something similar maybe but well, my thing my personal thing is is that i've never really had an actual ego death with lsd i mean i've had like minor uh, skirmishes with ego death type situations with LSD. Yeah, just reflection, but not yeah. like hardcore. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. I am ego death one hundred percent. Okay, and 100%. that is guaranteed. If I take mushrooms, I'm going down. Dude, like it's it's, it's, it's I'm going fucking for down real. all and the way. I'm glad you mentioned mushrooms because I've been talking about LSD a lot because it's just the one that happens to be like the easiest for me to like come across always. And yeah, I, I, it's, and it's very honestly easy. my favorite. It's Honestly, my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite. I love LSDs. If, but if I, I could definitely. take LSD all the time, I would, but it's completely irresponsible to and do so. And you can't, it doesn't even like work the same way if you do it too often. So, nope. no, you know, might not. as well keep it a little special. But I say that, but I go, I like, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, was, I was going to say, we could talk about our Basil Week oh a bit, gosh. but no, we don't have to do that. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. We don't have to do that. that. I took one tab at Flying Lotus that weekend, and a lot of people around me. For the rest of the weekend, Just took a lot of acid. I oh, saw a yeah. lot of acid usage going down during that weekend. And yeah, on that last night, I showed him. I was like, "See these four tabs? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make them last." Literally, like a few hours later, he's like, "Oh, so like how many tabs do you have left?" I'm like, "I ate them all. They're gone. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> oh, they're gone. Yep, in my tummy." <laughs> but, but yeah, no. Like I was saying, like, um, I talk about LSD a lot, but I definitely support all psychedelics. Like psychedelics. I love shrooms. Shrooms are great. The only the only reason I prefer LSD is because with shrooms, um, it's harder to kind of navigate like how hard you'll be tripping with how much you eat, and I, it's always different for me. So it's harder to like for it to be predictable. And um, I love DMT and just like all psychedelics are so fascinating. Are you kidding me? Indeed. Like, how many times have you done DMT? Only twice. I well technically like three times. But that third time there was like so little. I sprinkled it on top of weed, mm. like just so I wouldn't like fall through the bowl. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I didn't have like a breakthrough or anything, but I wasn't like. I was just like looking around and everything was eyeball. Like I was, it was like one foot in reality and one foot out. Because I could still, I was still very aware of my surroundings and like what was around me and could have control of my motor functions. But 
I, it was like some different version, another dimension of reality. It was See, really interesting. I've only taken it the one time, and that was way back, way back. Damn, I was like, fuck, 19 or 20, I think? Yeah. Throwback. Yeah, for real. Damn, yo, that was like almost 10 years ago. That shit's crazy. But that was like the same kind of thing. I didn't know anything about DMT at the time. I didn't know yeah. how to let go of everything and how to break through. Oh, no. So I, I had def- studied the fuck up on that. I was that. definitely very aware of of shit that was going on. That is for sure. Yeah, you're just like, what? Shit was crazy, though. It is crazy. DMT is very crazy. interesting. Like, um, I I was, I was had been waiting to do DMT as well. I couldn't, like I said, I, in high school, I didn't have much luck finding that. I mean, I wasn't out partying as much or anything, meeting new people and stuff because my crazy straight parents made my life impossible. <laughs> But I was sneaky when I had to be. But I couldn't find DMT, and I had done a lot of research on DMT. Actually, I probably did the most research of all psychedelics on DMT, just because it always intrigued me and fascinated me so much how it's like the brain molecule and how you're the only two times that your body naturally produces it is during dreams, sleeping, REM sleep, and like your death. And I'm like... That's fucking awesome because I love studying about different dimensions of like reality and shit. Like I'm, I'm, I love all that shit, you know. Um, and so I was like, that gives me so many theories. Like, because dr- I've, I've always been fascinated by dreams too. So it's just everything I'm fascinated in one. Like that's why I was obsessed. I was like a DMT nerd before, years before I could even actually find it. I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. And like dreams are fascinating. Um, you never know. Like, what if dreams are literally like. A part of a parallel universe like some other like reality that is happening but just not for you or like who knows maybe like you create that reality but i know it, it there's does so, happen. there's just like, so many ways you could take it yeah and then if if you think about that Fucking dreams man and then when you die that's the only other time so dreaming and death are somewhat correlated that means when you die you're gonna have an experience that's very dreamlike so that is so intriguing because I'm very fascinated with um, what's going to happen when you die. Um, I'm very, fa- very fascinated by I that. we all are yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's a human thing. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of like dwell on it and obsess over it in this, in the f- not in even like a bad way, um, but I'm just like, I want answers and it frustrates me. It's like, there's no way out without coming. There's no way back in if I like do find my answers. So I just, I'm just going to have to fucking wait. Yep, pretty you know, much. I sadly. like my answers, so it bothers me, but... Um, it definitely gave me like ideas. I'm like, well, if if when you die, your brain releases so much DMT, then like that's just probably gonna be like a DMT blast off. Like that is cool. More than likely, yes. <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be some crazy cool. shit. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah, like, what if the DMT world that they bla- blast you in is like, I don't know, like some part of the universe where your soul can only be there if you're not like in a human form. Like if you're kind of just like. In essence, I, I don't know. That's like some whole other shit. Like I said, I could go so deep into these conversations because it's so fascinating. But I just like, I love psychedelics because they're so fascinating. They're not bad. Like, you know, it's not like heroin or anything. Exactly. Like we previously said as well, do all research on any drugs before you put anything in your body. And make sure that if you're going to do psychedelics, like be with people you trust, please. Like bad vibes and bad people that will take advantage of you or make you feel unsafe isn't fun so that is a huge thing facts facts big facts psychedelics please yes indeed (laughs) so i have to ask what is on the horizon because i know you mentioned this new project that you're working on with swavy as well okay i'm really excited about that i actually just went to the studio the night before yesterday so like a, a night ago 
and um halfway through it i say that but like i feel like this one's gonna be like even longer so i feel like because i have just too many ideas and too many things i want to get to um where i'm like i don't know i feel like this is gonna be definitely a longer project than originally planned but um we're working on that project it's still untitled and i'm thinking i want it to be out around march yeah probably around march it'll I, but i still don't have a date for that like it's so fresh um I'm j I just want I'm just as soon as I finished Psychedelic Sunshine EP I was just like okay we need to start making more music because I get like anxiety when I'm not constantly working on music now I feel that especially ever since like you know the whole the year long probation yes. shit I'm like you never know you never know when I'm not going to be able to so I was like I have to make up for lost time gotta get it out while you can yeah. gotta get that shit out um definitely pushed me to just like work 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 keep making music stay focused and so I'm still just on that grind right now, working on the project, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's still uh, got a lot of the same influences as Psychedelic Sunshine, where it's um, a, a blend, like a unique blend of old, like, I, w I wouldn't say. It's kind of like R&B, hip-hop, but with lots of soul and lots of funk incorporated. And also, like, lots of sub-genres incorporated, too. I but, feel that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the first EP was very versatile. Yeah, it was very versatile. I tried, I tried to throw, like, um, a type of each, like, I don't know. I didn't want to keep it, like, so predictable. I wanted to have, like, one hip-hop song, one, like, more, like, I had a, a lot of R&B and soul. That was a, a few of them. And then one where it was, like more guitar influence this one though it has like the same influences but i feel like it's kind of like a different version of it it's um uh, it's kind of hard to articulate but well, we'll we'll figure it out when we get there i'm excited I'm, yeah. I'm excited because there are a few songs on it that i've had written for a very long time that i wrote like back in the day with my guitar and i uh, took it to the studio i'm like yo look i have this like folder on my laptop of songs i just written i want to put some of them on my project so we i would record him with the guitar and then uh Swaby would help me add all the other elements so like percussion bass so it would bring them to life so it wasn't just an acoustic song and i'm so excited i'm so excited yeah. some old gems that now get to be uh yeah they were brought to life yes that's sure. what's up that's so what's I'm up excited i'm excited hey well i'm wishing you much luck on that thank you very much and people at home if you haven't heard psychedelic sunshine you should listen to it because it is quite good indeed Thank you so much. Yes, please give it a shot. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it, and um, I can tell when people are bullshitting and not. But it seems uh, I'm I'm definitely proud of it. I wouldn't have put it out if I wasn't proud of it. Do you I'm, think I'm bullshitting? I'm no, hell not. Okay. I, I mean I'm here, aren't I? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, no, like um, definitely check it out. You know, uh, there are different vibes on there. I think it's a little bit of something for everyone. And let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 boy. We're going to get in the heat of the week real fast, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here and let everybody enjoy our Sundays. Oh, yeah. That we went by so quick. Right? Ooh. Yeah, no. But it, it's funny that you think of it going by so quick, but we've literally been sitting here for an hour and I 40 minutes. Know, that's crazy, because I was thinking, I know these things last a while, and I, I expected it to feel like really long, but it just get lost in the conversation. Yep, that's how it works <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like that's how you know Flew good that. organic conversation. That good, that good flow, keep it going. Exactly. I like making people feel comfortable. Oh, well, I'm very comfortable. And if people feel comfortable in here to, to talk about, you know, getting DUIs and whatnot, then that <laughs> that's 
a-okay with me <laughs> right i'm just like you know what i'm pretty open with it i'm I'm just talking to a friend right now you know yeah exactly and you know i've, I've definitely went through a bunch of all the stupid shit that i've done in the past cause growing pains uh, oh boy oh boy do i have a laundry list of stupid <laughs> shit i got more stupid shit planned for this year that i don't even know about people at home <laughs> i guarantee you there's it could potentially be happening this week yeah 2019 is going to be an interesting one. I'm already overwhelmed and it just started. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing my mind, body, and soul for it. I'm preparing myself for this Saturday because I totally forgot to say that at the start of the episode. Trap House three-year party is this Saturday That's as right, well. Don't forget it. Yes, indeed. There yes, will indeed. Be cake. Are you going to be there? I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Okay, word. Because there will be cake, and if you do not come, you will miss. I'm all not the cake. missing that cake. I'm not missing the three third birthday. Are you kidding me? Hell I yeah. I feel like I should tell people what the cake is now because we're so close. But I don't want to because no, I feel like it definitely should be like a surprise. It is going to be a surprise because I've been, I've said it multiple times. I guarantee you, anybody who eats this cake is going to be like you're not gonna pants. have you're not gonna have tried this cake before. Okay, there's okay, that makes no it way. interesting. That there's makes it no very way fun. you could have tried this cake before. Okay, I'm I'm intrigued now. I gotta be there to find this out. It's gonna be some shit. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be some shit to say the least. I remembered one thing I want to say real quick. Get it. Um, on the horizon, I have a show at the social, um, the 11th Ooh. of February. There's still, I'm still waiting for the details on the time. I'm sure it's going to be like around 10 o'clock through midnight or, or later. But don't forget, if you want to meet meet up with me, link up, you know, talk music or just chat, get some drinks, have a good time. I have a show at the social, the 11th of February. I will see you there. Is that going to be... Who do you know? Who else is gonna be playing? Um, I like. I actually have no idea. It's uh, basically Moxie. You know, um, from the Loud Gallery. That's, okay, that's what I was about to ask. Yep, yeah, that's, that's what what's I figured. going on. Gotcha. I will be performing at that, and I I don't really know most of the details. He just randomly messaged me. It was like, you know, I want you to be a part of this. I want you to perform. I'm like hell yeah. Yeah, because I know that. That's what I was figuring because I know you said you were working with Swavy, and I know yeah. I know Swavy works with Always a lot of the, the people gallery. out loud. So yeah, because I was at the last that Loud was at my Showcase. Last show. Oh yeah, that I'm, shit. I'm, they're was, always having shit. That's that just shit wild. was dope too. Yeah. Like I got put on. Like, yeah, because they had an open mic before they're at the social. They had an open mic before the actual performers that were set to perform went on. Yeah, everybody that was in the open mic was dope. I was Damn. like, I was yeah, like, what no, the fuck? All the little hidden talent gems come out during open mic nights. Yeah, no, it's Loud Gallery is definitely a dope little spot. If you haven't been to Loud Ga- Gallery, you're missing out. Yeah. My first show ever um, to perform Psychedelic Sunshine songs was at Loud Gallery Damn. for Swavy's showcase for his artist. So Word. it was really good. That's what's up. Yeah. So and they've got Jenga there, Gallery. too. Yes, I remember. That was an intense game of Big Jenga. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. We fuck that game. Fuck them, man. We, well, we showed them a good, comp- a good game, though. We really... <sighs> There were some moments in there where it was just like I couldn't even breathe. I was like holding my breath. I was like, oh, this is this so anxiety. Just right. Yo. Just like, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Damn. I'm, I'm going to need to get like one of those big Jenga's. I don't think I, I can feel take like the it. big Jenga just makes it more like intense because you're like when this falls, it's going to be a huge fucking thing. Everybody Everyone's knows. Know yep. you lost. <laughs> Everybody's like, aware. Everyone's going to take a moment to look at you, give you that moment of yep. shame. Just like, damn, it's son. that record scratch moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody turns and sees you just standing there with a sheepish look on you're your face. Just like, wah, wah, wah. As you bend over to pick up blocks, <laughs> potentially rip your pants. Also. Oh, and make it just worse. You know what I mean? Straight sponge. Bob. <laughs> I, ripped I ripped my pants. My pants. Okay, let's get in the heat of the week real fast. We gonna do this, and then uh, 
let you all enjoy the rest of your days. Yes, indeed. already know let's get on into this shit we were just discussing this right before i started the podcast my good little homie theo nigga i don't know what to call you nigga oh my (laughs) god he's changed his name again it was top boy theo and i think now it's just theo but it is spelled seven h-e-o instead but he just released a song. It's called Song to Work Out To. Shout I'm out, Theo. Yeah, shout out, Theo. I love that man so much. But I haven't seen him in a minute. But Actually, I saw him at Art Basel, so shout out, Theo. <laughs> Damn it, man. With your name changing. Oh, my God. I can't keep up. I ca- I'm an old man. I need one name, Theo. I need one name. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Because now I can just call him Theo, which actually uh, works out probably better than anything yeah, else. Yeah, Theo is easy to remember. Indeed. Yeah. name of the song is Song to Work Out To. Uh, yeah, it's a... Some, some banger type shit. First oh couple yeah. songs are bangers, and then we're. Wait. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Hold Excuse on. me. Excuse me. Don't worry about whatever just happened, people at home, because it is a situation that I have under control. Got okay. It all handled. Now we're listening to the song. All right. That's literally it. It's a minute minute long song. (laughs) (laughs) It is a one minute and 10 seconds. That is a hype song. I know. That is some, I mean, it's literally in the title, you know, song to work out to. Yeah. I feel like working out. Yeah. Right. You know, that's it. I feel like I'll get pretty intense with it. Well, thank you, Theo, for that. You know, just a quick (laughs) little, just a quick little hit over the head there for that. Definitely dig it, boy. You know, not bad, not bad. Uh, Next up, Heat of the Week. After that one minute in and out from Theo, just get it in. It's short and sweet, baby. Quick and easy. Name of the song is Debo by the Underachievers. I fucking love the Underachievers so much. So fucking good. So fucking good. Name of the song is Debo, and they've got a new project coming out very soon. Lords of Flatbush 3. Very, very hyped. Oh my god, you know what happened there? Mm, I gotta run this all back. Up, 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 take two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just being professional Let's try here. that again. Sorry, people at home. The uh, SoundCloud was actually still playing because I was trying to play the Underachiever song on Spotify. That's what was happening there. All that confusion of <laughs> two songs playing at once basically is what just happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I said before, very professional here. Very professional. Name of the song is Debo, and you'll actually hear it this time. The way <sighs> it's meant to be heard. You know what's funny about this, too, is I get lit on this show a lot. Yeah. And I'm like... Pretty fucking sober right now. Like, yeah, no, I know. You were just saying that before the show. You're like, I have to be sober, blah, blah, blah. Pretty, yeah, pretty incredibly sober. So, you know, you got to love these moments. Yeah, right. See, these are these humbling moments in life you talk about. It's like, I'm a human. Yeah, I ain't shit. <laughs> I am not shit. No. Mm-mm. Name of the song is Debo. It's by the Underachievers. Yeah. I can actually hear the song now. Right? Wow. Oh, Go figure. Mind blown. Mind blown emoji. <laughs> Riding around the city. Uh, top down, blowing weed smoke. Quick to pull up on you like I'm Debo. Ain't the one to play with, I ain't Neo. All my niggas rep the G code. Keep the banger like I was from Heathrow. Got the rug, I'm like a depot. When I drop a song, I flip a kilo. All of my niggas ballin' for respect. Look out the window, my gun with the tech. Blow like Nintendo when she with the set. Smoking that endo till I lose my breath. I got the info that these niggas capping. They cater assassin better with your vest. But they stop texting, I'm here to collect. Raise a fuck nigga up out of his flesh. Uh, fuck all the chat about. Move the message like Moses to better routes. All these rappers be posing they in and out. All my diamonds on water, they in and out. I don't follow no orders, I lead the crowd. And your bitch, my supporter, I'm in the town. Shoot from row at the show while you chase it down. Only good for the night, I ain't saying vow. Niggas be hating, but don't approach. Keep the grip on the side like a fucking coach. You can't fuck up the vibe when I'm puffing smoke. Got a wet like Poseidon, I need a boat. No nine to five, cause I need it more. My day ones, they be riding, they see the goal. Feel like shit time, I'll be the goat. Just by using one finger to feed a foe. Riding around the city. Uh, top down, blowing weed smoke, quick to pull up on you like I'm Debo. Ain't the one to play with, I ain't Neo. All my niggas rep the G code, keep the banger like I was from Heathrow. Got the rug, I'm like a depot. When I drop a song, I flip a kilo. I'm a beast coach killer, my team strong, nigga. My heart was born in the towers. Talking to ghosts like I'm Tommy from Power. See through your flesh, no, I'm looking at cowards. Son of the guy, you could call me Elijah. Fuck it, I got it, I'm shining. Drinking the Henny, you know I'm still driving. Yeezy, my sneaker, but that nigga wildin'. I'm the first conscious nigga to be styling. Look at my inner prison, it be vibrant. You in the inner prison. That mental violence, same with that monkey mind and break the silence. Talk about whipping in kitchens, you lying, flashing your big homie guns like you bowed it. All of you niggas just chasing the clock, befriending each other to get in the spot. Don't need no validation, family never was concentrating on no Grammys. How about the cool, my nigga ain't no backseat. Ain't here gon' shoot if niggas get the blasted. Flying with the vacuum, sealing the package. My fuck your bitch, and she up to my standards. Show me her playlist, she got all my classics. So you the next day, like nothing just happened. Mm. Riding around the city. I love the Underachievers also because also big, big supporters of psychedelics. Oh, yeah. It's a vibe. I fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underachievers, name of the song is Debo. They've got a new tape coming out very soon, Lords of Flatbush 3. Hype for that shit. And for the last song, Heat of the Week, I'm going to take it in a completely different vibe altogether. Switching it up. Name of the song is going to be I Saw Her Last Summer. And it is by Subjective. Subjective is the collective of Goldie, drum and bass fucking legend, and James Davidson, also producer legendary status. So the two of them, yes, two of them together is I, or no, excuse me, two of them together is Subjective. They just released their first album, which is called Act One, Music for Inanimate Objects. And that shit is a fire. Highly recommend listening all the way through because it is dopeness. So, yeah, we're listening to I Saw Her Last Summer Today. Yeah.
Yeah, just had to give y'all some nice dreamy vibes to go out on. Yeah, that was definitely a vibe. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like ethereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Name of the song is I Saw Her Last Summer. You can expect literally nothing but those types of sounds from the entire album by Subjective. Name of the album is Act One, Music for Inanimate Objects. Gone a P dash yeah, nah, kadesh yeah, fine, nothing. Yeah. If you didn't understand what I said in my southern drawl, hey, I, I said that, that shit is a fire. That shit for wiggle. A fire. Indeed, indeed. And with that being said, that's all I have for everybody today. I would like to thank my guest, Eliana, for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was, indeed. It's definitely been a good time. Yes, indeed. I'm good glad, first podcast. I'm glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to have set the bar high, I hope. Oh, yes. The so next ones better be as chill and fun. All other podcasts, you know. Come better be able to rant about Uno at the next one, too. Real shit. <laughs> come, come correct, fuck niggas. <laughs> Anyways, uh, please, once again, shout out your social media where people can find your music, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Social media, Twitter, Instagram is mainly what I use for the music stuff. That's at Eliana, E-L-I-A-N-A underscore Alicea A-L-I-C-E-A so that's at Eliana underscore Alicea um, Twitter and Instagram you can find all my images videos sh- uh, you know dates for performances etc etc and projects and I'll find my um, Psychedelic Sunshine EP please give it a check out on Spotify Apple Music Google Play all music streaming platforms uh, all you have to do is type in Eliana Psychedelic Sunshine EP keep on the lookout for the new project coming out around March and um Maybe I'll see you at the social at the 11th. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. No problem. Killed it. Killed it. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can find me personally on Twitter at the Steez Trap and on Instagram at the Steez Trap. And with all that good shit aside, we are out for today. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Much peace and love, y'all. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>